run. Here they come, they got to blast on us. The black nerds, blitz are rush. Y'all turn that podcast up. Friends from the UK with something to say, just talking about everything. From the wonderful nerding world, the reviews they bring. These brilliant blurs give you the word. On the latest movies, animes, video games, and TV series. Call your friends who don't know and tell them what they're missing. Then sit back and relax and listen to I'm Martin. And I'm Stevie. And welcome to episode 232 of Bloods R Us. Uh, we had to take a little bit of an impromptu break last week. I can't even recall the reason why. I think it was, again, due to scheduling. But here we Wasn't are. Wasn't it a birthday week- weekend or something? Oh, yes. That's... Oh, how did I even get forgot all about it. Now, let's talk about the, the spa treatment there. Oh, my days. Yeah. All I could say is that it I... It's like a dream. Like... One of the best places in the world. She booked us this like little spa retreat thing, and the spa place had like five different pools. So like, oh, you know, one was like, a hydrotherapy. So it had like like all these like massage jets. Then there was like four different jacu- there was four jacuzzis. There was um one of those dead salt sea experiences. So like, oh, so it's super like um, buoyant, yeah. Yeah, so literally your feet couldn't touch the ground. Um, there was like heated heated pool. Um, there was like a, oh, there, there were just so many different pools, man. And like, had an amazing time. Um, she put me to get a little pedicure because I've been saying so many times that I just had not had the time or money to go get a pedicure. So that was done and made my feet feel like a million dollars. Then we get some food. The food was amazing. Like, I don't normally eat things that, like, I don't know or, like, is a bit too fancy. But, yeah, the food was good. It was just an all-over great experience, man. Like, it was just an amazing weekend. And, as always, she just spoils me wrong for my birthday. So, it is what it is. It's her birthday next month. So, I've got to go. You're going to have to her now. I've got to go ham now. Like, I've got to, like actually like bring her a star or some shit man like <laughs> i don't know mm-hmm. but um yeah man it's been great but i've just been working late so i've just you know not really been getting up too much but one thing that i i do plan on spending a lot of time with over the next like couple of days and weeks is the the new Yu-Gi-Oh game that's come out like i yep. am hoping to bang this game out like ah, <laughs> uh, it, it, it same here the, I mean, okay. Nana, Nana gave me an absolute thrashing uh, uh, yeah. two nights ago. I said, you I mean, wrong. my 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 deck was just obviously I hadn't even bothered. Um, what's it called? Updating my deck or modifying my deck or anything like that. So it's just literally the starter deck I got. And yeah, he taught me real quick that I should just you know use all the the gems that I have and just buy out buy decks and then as you buy cards decks, and then as you buy cards, it unleashes like different booster cards in it, and then you can like yeah. So you kind of need to find out what booster deck is going to have the cards you want. So obviously, like, the the, the first one I found so far was a Six Samurai one. So obviously, the moment that one turned out, I was like, yeah, let me at least get this deck sorted for the most part. And then um, 
you know, at some point I'll probably like start doing the spellcasters and do a dark magician deck and then an exodia deck and a burn deck. Like, um, the only, the only thing is, yeah, you know, when like you're, <laughs> in a sense, you're old enough, you stop playing something and it mm. like moves on beyond you. So like, I, maybe in the last game, I finally kind of got around the XY summons a little bit and the super yeah. summons. Finally got my head around them. And then now they've, and, and, and in the last game, I, they, I think they just introduced pendulum jewels or pendulum, mm-hmm. the pendulum, um, mechanic. Oh, pendulum summons or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't really fuck with it. I just stuck with what I know in it. And, um, now they've introduced like this link summon. And I'm just like, I don't really understand what I'm getting, what's going on. So I'm just going to kind of just, um, be old school. Like, you know, like back in the day, you always have that one guy that's like, oh, you know, I'm just only going to use the original 150 Pokemon. Yeah. So I'm kind of like that where I'm just like, I don't really know what I'm doing. So I'm just going to kind of stick with the cards that I know and then go from there in it. Yeah, I'm the same because right now I'm actually reading through all the different, well, with all the cards I have, I'm actually reading through all the different, um, like, links. Like, like what, for example, with the Pendulum, Link, Synchro, whatever the case may be. Mm. So I'm just have to read through them, like literally every single card I get, and just try to formulate a kind of deck that I want to build in my head. Um, but right now I'm just focusing on a Dragon deck because that's the one I picked, so I might as well continue it. And then put on, then go to, into, into the Sorcerer or Spellcaster deck. Um, and then like an old, a proper old school deck from I say up to the Yu-Gi-Oh GX phase and then leave it at that. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's another thing. And again, like literally once we're kind of finished recording, that is probably the, what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to have the NFL in the background and then uh, playing some more Yu-Gi-Oh and uh, doing a little bit more of the story mode. And, you know, if mine's online and he, 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 you know, he's got a deck that he's happy to use, we'll, you know, we'll probably go, you know, best out of three or best out of five or whatever, just have some fun. Yeah, we'll find out tonight, innit? <laughs> and then... Um, Where's your fighting talking, huh? You're going to be like, yeah, if Martin's online, I'll smash him again. Wait, well, again, like, I was... <laughs> it's one of the ones that I was quite... The first time around, like, neither of us knew what decks we had, innit? Where I didn't know that he didn't only had a starter deck, innit? So I thought we at least have some something a little yeah, bit... Just- Taking on him, weren't you? That's just unfair. Yeah, I well, think he beat me like two two moves, pretty much, or two <laughs> two turns or whatever. Like yeah, two three turns. It was, it, was, it was very swift. Um, if we leave it like a, uh, another week or two, and then I'll join, and then Mark kick the shit out of me. I, I, the way the game's going, it's literally people are playing it like religiously. Um. So yeah, there gonna be some crazy people out there online. No, hundred percent. Like my first ranked match, I got battered in like two seconds. Like literally, the guy mm. was pulling shit out of his ass, and I was like, "This guy must have like paid to get some packs and stuff because <laughs> it was just too quickly." And it was like the very first day, so the game had yeah. only been out a couple of hours. Like you know what I mean? Like I had to, you know, I think two three days it took me to get enough coins and figure out how the shop works and stuff like that to get the cars that I needed. But um, yeah, this guy just actually, I don't even know what kind of deck, style of deck he was using, but I just got bad so quickly, man. But Do you think they've got bots um, in it? Because uh, I know but, like a, a lot of games, like um, I play uh, Clash Royale mm. on my phone and um, I know for a fact that there's some, sometimes if there's not enough people on or, or something like that, 
even though there's fucking millions of people across the world playing this game, um, sometimes you'll get a bot and it just, it's got like a preloaded kind of algorithm that, mm-hmm. that will play a certain deck in a certain way. Do you think that's in, nah, in this? Because the game. I wouldn't put it past them. I don't. I think it's too early for them to implement it. So they just want people to play against each other. But yeah. I wouldn't put it past them to, in the future, do that because the longer the game is out and the more time people have to play the game and things like that, people are going to be sort of ranking way ahead. And so for people new to the game, they're either going to be stuck playing someone who's super skilled or someone who's also new, I think, new to the I game. Think they'll just, so I reckon I think they'll those just do it. They'll be there to just help them progress. No, nah, because I think that's pointless, isn't it? Like, you won't... I don't know. Maybe you're right. I've, I've, I would have thought that because, like, with the way the online world works, isn't it? it just means you're just going to have to wait a lot longer to ma- match fix with someone that's, you know, going to be kind of like your, level. your skill level. Yeah. Well, do you, do you, do they have a, like a leveling system so that yeah, you play yeah. people so who are generally the same level as you? Yeah, it, yeah. There's a rank. There's a ranking system. So you know, if you're a beginner level, you only you're only meant to play other people in beginner level. But obviously, again, mm. with such a new game, even the experts of the world will start at beginner level because that's just the game's just fresh out. It will take yeah. you know a couple of days for it to start to the matchmaker to start to like get right in a sense because obviously then the expert people will start you know going up the ranks and getting to expert level you know those that are beginner level will generally like you know generally for the most part stay at the beginning level because they can't win matches and then eventually it will balance out in my opinion anyway what's the what was the previous game then uh, I want to say the previous mm. game was Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links Duel Links has been out for, for, this... for a very long while, though. Um, I reckon because Duel Links has been out even since um, I want to say twenty seventeen, yeah, or to me twenty eighteen. Yeah, that probably but, was the last one. What was the game you played? No, no, you were streaming that one. Uh, Legacy that, of sure the Duelist. Was... I think that was like two thousand and twelve, mate. Are you sure the one that you streamed on? Nah, there was one that was more recent than that that you played. Nah, the last one I'm pretty sure I played was probably like Legacy of Duelist. Let me even. The, the 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 most recent one is called Master Jewel. Yeah, that's the and one. Then, that's the one. I yeah, that's the last one. That's there's the a recent. there's a Switch one that was released last year called Rush Jewel: Dawn of the Battle Royale. Yeah, I never played that one. Um, mm. The one before that was 2019 um, Legacy of the Duelist. Link Evolution. Must be Legacy of the Duelist then. Wait, Legacy of the Duelist? What Link? Link Evolution. Nasty. I didn't play that one. But then the one before that was 2016. Uh, and and that was, 17 yeah. and that was Yu-Gi-Oh! Links. Alright, so I reckon it's um, Legacy of the Duelist then. No, but Legacy of the Duelist yeah. was in 2015. A legacy, because they got Legacy of the Duelist and Leg- Legacy of the Duelist Link ev- Evolution. Yeah, and that so was what? 2017? The Link, I think the Link one was the most recent one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that right. was, that was, cool. yeah. yeah. Wow. So, so they're basically releasing a bit like sort of Pokemon games where it's generally the same game, but sort of upgraded and, and slightly evolved and yes. with yeah, sweets and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. yeah 20, nice. 2020 was Legacy of the Jewels. So that was the most recent one, Link Evolution. That is the one I did not play. And they've introduced another mechanic that I'm not too familiar with. So I guess either, you know, evolve with everybody else or die and 
you know, never reach the most expert level of the game. But mm-hmm. again, as long as I can have fun with my friends, uh, do a little bit of ranked, you know, play, you know, with the likes of Vaz, Martin, Mike, even Mike has got this game now. So, you know, it'll be nice. fun just to play it. And um, I got, I got a challenge for you guys without looking on online, um, at, yeah. at like Wikipedia or anything. What was the first Yu Gi Oh game and what platform was it on? Oh, I would say like Game Boy Advance. I reckon it'd be, oh, because that's the one I know the card game came out before the first Game Boy, I think, or something. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so the first computer game. Uh, I would say game, game Boy Advance. I would say I say Game Boy. I would say Game Boy, um, the original Game Boy. You got two. Yeah, you got you. You kind of got two to choose from because in nine, oh, uh, what, what year was it? Mm, oh, I, I, I remember watching the anime when I was still in about. Primary like came out maybe like ninety six, maybe. So I, I reckon. I reckon the card game must have been out in the eighties, and then. Um, the, the the game itself, that first game, came out early, maybe late late eighties. What actual what? card game? Card game. No, no, no. The card game came out in the came out um, mid eighties, I think. But the Game Boy, um, the original Game Boy game. Actually, when was the, when did the Game Boy come out? It must it must have been or maybe early nineties then. I'm going for early nineties. What's the answer? Hello, what do you think? Uh, I say that well, the animation came out in like ninety six, ninety seven, because around the time of Pokemon. Mm. Um, and I again for me, the first one that I remember playing was Game Boy Advance. So that's why I want to go with that. Um, okay. Yeah. So the, the 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 first game that actually came out on the Game Boy Advance was in two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm. But the actual first game that ever came out was in 98 and it was on the Game Boy and the PlayStation. And they had okay. one one of them, one was called Dual Monsters on the Game Boy and then the yeah. PlayStation one was called Monster Capsule Breed and Battle. Oh, that horrible. But it was only, these two were only released in Japan. So actually that's kind of, uh, so what were the, what are the ones that were released in Europe then or the rest of the world? Oh, the ones been most released to Europe. I mean, there's been so many. Um, there's Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, is it Nightmare Troubadour? Um, there's Yu-Gi-Oh GX. Um, uh, there's Stairway to Destined Duel, which was two thousand and four. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there've been there've been absolute tons of Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> games. Like Yu-Gi-Oh games on that the 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 the. the like, I, I reckon every iteration of Nintendo um device. They've been yeah. there. Mm. Um, yeah, I think. Do you know what I think? Yeah. No, no. Your your memory is probably about right. There's the the Game Boy Advance was was this dungeon dice monsters, um, uh, which is two thousand and three. Um, and there was another one in two thousand two, Eternal Duelist Soul. Okay, I think that yeah. second one sounds like something that I played. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, but I was man. Was this a, is fucking huge, man. Yeah, yeah you go has been huge for, for the longest time. Never realised it's quite so big. Mm. You know, and the thing is, when I was when this was happening, I was I was a sort of like a teenager, and I was far, far more interested in smoking weed and um, <laughs> playing drums. <laughs> you know? Yeah, <laughs> I, 
I didn't have a like a TV or any any console until I was like fucking nineteen. So mm. yeah, I, you know, I didn't get to to try these things out. You know. Ah, uh, but now, but now that you've got your, uh, I guess your your PlayStation and whatnot, I guess you just start um, like buying a game or getting games like this. Mm. I think you should get it. I think you, you, should get you it. know, um, well, you know, when I did when 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 I was nineteen, I got myself a TV and um, and a PlayStation One. Uh, nice, yeah, PlayStation One, and I just binged the shit out of all so many computer games. Yeah, uh, that was when I, I think I played um, Final Fantasy VII. Um, oh, I remember. yeah, that was yeah. sweet. That was well good. Yeah, but yeah, I, I kind of lost a year that year where I just sat down in my room and caught up on TV and <laughs> <laughs> everything TV <laughs> related. Your parents forgot they had a son. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'd left the house already at that point. Mm. All right, eighteen. My parents are like, off you go. <laughs> Time to pay your own way. Yeah, not, not not sure that's going to happen with my kiddies. <laughs> Generation Z or whatever they are. They're... Oh, dear. did I, did I tell you guys I had a massive fucking like um like Barney with my boy um last weekend? Oh. You did, but you didn't say what what, uh, what was about. Fucking hell. It just it got completely out of hand. He just doesn't stop. He doesn't know when to stop, and he's just everything he says is right, and everything we say, he will tell us that we're wrong. <laughs> and um, I kind of like I I remember like he was walking around the house like he was little like little Lord Fauntleroy or whatever, you know, like a fucking prince. Yeah, and I was just like, this boy's winding me up. And I, I said to Steph, I'm like, I'm getting triggered. I'm like, I need, you got to talk. You got to talk to him. And I think it was just about him being. He was just being a lazy, lazy shit. He was just not doing anything and um, like not helping around the house and expecting us to basically wipe his ass. Mm. And uh, and uh, yeah, it just got to a point where I was, I was I was in the toilet and I had heard Steph talking to him and then I could hear her getting more and more stressed. And then he started like being really fucking rude to her, oh, and I just snapped. I was just like, "Can't have this. This mm. is my wife. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't give a shit if it's the kids. It, I'm not having them talking to her like that." And I, yeah, yeah basically, I, I, I tried to chuck him out of the house. Um, I was that fucked off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, it it, it escalated very quickly, mm. and. Um, and, and you know, they, they, he was threatening to call Child Line and everything. Oh, oh fucking! What a kid, <laughs> you should call his bluff, like yeah. do it. I know, I did. I, we were like, yeah, well, go, for, you go for it, my boy. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, this is child abuse. <laughs> no, it's not. This is oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, um, yeah, he, he basically, uh, I think he was a bit shocked the fact that I told him to get out of the house. He was probably a bit like, oh my god, you actually chucking me out of the house. <laughs> Wait, how old is he now? So he's only like 30, he was like... He's 14. He's 14. Uh, he's old enough. He'll be fine. <laughs> I just wanted to cool off and, and learn a little bit of respect, you know, like... Yeah. And, you know, but anyway, yeah, it's... Um, he's, since then, he's been fucking ill this week. He's been like a... He's, turned, he's gone from attitude teenager to poor little, like, 
sodden rag, you know, like No, I'm kind of saying he's a big man now. <laughs> he can look yeah. <laughs> well, t- today we know we know he's better today because he's getting better. Oh, um, because he started having a little bit of attitude again. And yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, you know what? Just, yeah, don't have kids. <laughs> no, do have kids, but then just be prepared for a whole world of pain, you yeah. know? As they get older, uh, they just, you know, they start to test their boundaries on it. Yeah. I saw this hilarious thing on, on TikTok, um, because I've started watching TikTok and it, it is like a black hole of like, t- it just sucks time away, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and there's a fucking hilarious Ghanan guy on there who does like kids in the 80s. Kids, I think I shared it with you guys. Um, kids in the 80s, then kids in the 90s, then kids in the noughties. Yeah. And the, kid, the, the 80s kid is just always being good. And doing what they're told, and, and the nineties kid is like complaining. The the noughties kid is just fucking useless. <laughs> and and there was, I saw a recent one where like cooking chicken, and he's like cooking chicken. Eighties kids cooking chicken, then tidying up after himself, and and telling his his mommy loves him, loves her. And then the nineties kid is like leaving the pan on, like. Over, over the fire, over the flame, and the flame's still going, and um, and and then kicking off about like having to clean up, and then the naughty kid is trying to microwave chicken, yeah. oh, <laughs> and microwave it, and then he has like a, a seizure when his mom tells him to clean the microwave afterwards, <laughs> <laughs> and she's there going, devil, devil, <laughs> funny. Oh man, I can just relate to it so badly at the moment. <laughs> I can, like I said, I mean, tickets to Ghana are pretty cheap right now, and boarding school. I mean, he's still the age of his boarding school, so just say the word and I'll get beat into shape, man. <laughs> just, just to say the it. word. <laughs> it doesn't, they don't care. They don't care where you're from. Send him. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll even find you the boarding school my cousin, my little brother went to. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So you know, let's let's just take it back to gaming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mine. What are your thoughts on Xbox buying Activision for? I want to say like sixty-eight million. Like, man, I think I think it's a really good deal for them because that just means that they're open to so much more um, exclusives for themselves. Because one thing that Xbox has been lacking for the longest time has been exclusives. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, this deal alone um, whips or whips uh, Sony or just yeah, PlayStation and um, not so much Nintendo, but definitely PlayStation into like to take more action. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, the market share is that Sony. I think is the second. Remember, I think it must be like the second largest um, gaming company. I think with this deal, it boosts Xbox to the third. Mm-hmm. I believe. Um, don't quote me on that. I do need to go back and actually check um, check um, the various sources that I read um, on that. Um, in saying that, though, I don't think PlayStation fans should panic too much because within Activision, um, there'll still be deals that will be for exclusively for PlayStation. So even though Xbox has taken over Activision and whatnot, I mean, do you, they do have certain contracts that do carry over. Um, 
and will have to renegotiate it anyway after the end of this contract. So there's still time to um, sort of navigate that sphere. Um, so no one should really be panicking at this moment in time. Um, and, you know, if Sony begins to feel the squeeze that, you know, that, you know, Microsoft is catching up to them, whatever, then they should fix up and, you know, start, start um, buying out some other companies and also actually retain in their, uh, their studios, the gaming studios. So they bought it for $68.7 billion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they bought it, but it, hasn't, it doesn't go into effect until later this year. So you've got, like, a few, you've, got, you've got a good few months. Um, that is a lot of money, there. though. That is a 100%. lot. I, just, I, just, I mean, I thought, I thought that, um, oh, that, you know, when um, uh, Amazon bought like the rights to some Lord of the Ring thing for 250 million, I thought, I thought that was a lot, but this is fucking nuts. <laughs> and apparently, like, the what the gaming industry is worth like 200 plus billion dollars a year, and yeah. This is a massive like segment. Surely it can't be that big. Is is, is Activision really that big? Yeah, Activision's big. Activision's really big. Um, I mean, Sony still has what? I just want somebody to still have um, companies like Naughty Dog, for example. So, um, yeah, I mean, you will still get we'll still get um, uh, Ratchet and Clank, Crash Bandicoot, um, um, what? what's called the Uncharted series, and yeah. some others. But hold on. Um, doesn't Xbox now own Crash Bandicoot and Spyro? I don't. Uh, they do. They they do and they don't because, like I said, they do have co- Sony will have contracts that protect them against those games being taken to uh, Microsoft, right? So imagine, so imagine that um, you're a small company who has a contract with this with this other company, right? And now you're bought by Amazon. Just because you're bought by Amazon doesn't mean those contracts there end. It just means that they carry on until the contract ends and then you have to then renegotiate under whatever maybe Amazon might even um, have a say in it or whatever the case may be. So there's that, there's that as well. We don't know the details of the contract yeah, yet. I, but... I could be wrong in it, but I'm pretty sure yeah. like with the sale, the purchase of Activision, they now own the rights to Crash Bandicoot because it's, I want to say it was, I don't know, again, Activision or one of those studios that they just bought is the, company that makes yeah. crash yeah it's activision yeah listen do you guys remember when um when um crash uh, yeah i think it was i oh, know i'm thinking about something else actually i'm thinking about oh banjo kazooie do you remember banjo kazooie yeah. i'm banjo kazooie yeah, yeah the bear with the with the blue backpack yeah and, yeah, and it was like I, I remember going into a gaming shop in back in the 90s and seeing this game and they had like a fucking N64 with the cool kind of middle controller and oh, yeah, the, the first analog stick and and I remember having a, like a, a pre like a game like a go in the shop and I was just like this is amazing <laughs> it was like the most amazing thing in the whole world mm. yes. yeah how old are you guys then um what what year was what year did you say I don't know. It's been the nineties. When did Crash Bandicoot? Uh, not Crash Bandicoot. Um, I was born in ninety two. So Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. Banjo Kazooie uh, come out. Like, maybe like <laughs> six. Maybe if it was like ninety four onwards or something. Uh, no, it looks like it was ninety eight. 
I would have been six. I would have been like nine. You've been what? I'll be maybe, maybe nine. I'm doing bad maths in my head right now. I feel like <laughs> that would have, you'd have been like the perfect fucking age for that, wouldn't you? If, if your parents had got you like an N64, that would have been mm. fucking amazing. I had I had I Mario, was... Snowboard Kids, F1 Racing, and, nice. and then I just borrowed games from friends and had to give them back. <laughs> I was 15 at that point when yeah when it when it came out. So that was why I I, I remember. Um, going into, I think it was in Guildford. I w- we'd go into Guildford and like just wander around the shops, and there mm. was a, like a load of gaming shops. Can't remember what the game was. It Game Station back then. Yeah, Game Station. Game Station was around. Game yeah. Station and Game um, back in the day. Then GameSoft took over Game I Station. I do not remember Game Station, boy. Game Station was literally the budget version of Game. You could. I used to go to Game, look at the price of the games there. They go to Game Station and see the exact same games for like. Ten pounds deeper. Mm. So I was, uh, I was sad, but game game station no, no longer existed. I was thinking, ah, oh, when we gonna get my deals from now? Go to CEX. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. <literally laughs> <kind of> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just go and pirate it these days on online. Yeah, I just get an emulator, simple as. Done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, so Nana, are you done with your uh, with your week? Or yeah, pretty much. Like we can talk about Book of Boba Fett, and then I'll leave leave like the rest of the episode in a sense to you to tell me what you guys have been up to. But one thing that I forgot to mention oh. from the documentary is that mm-hmm. the noise that um they used to make Slave One is a bugle, and yeah, I actually used to play a bugle in the London Mass Bugle Band, so I thought that was quite intriguing. Oh really? Yeah. Oh really, man? That's yeah. so cool. So yeah, we nah, saw that, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I've, I've still got my mind. Like, I know exactly where my bugle is, isn't it? So I was like, "Oh, that's pretty mm-hmm. sick, isn't it?" Um, when was the last time you played it? Oh, sure, many years ago. I, like, I, I don't think we've opened up the case. I, hopefully, it's not rusted and it's still good. But yeah, I haven't touched. Do you it. think you could play it again? If, if is it one of these things like once you know how to play it, you can just play it? Uh no, <laughs> I think I, I think I, I, I think I could get some noises out of it, but in terms of like playing and playing a tune, it's been way too long. I'd have to like relearn again. Like, and mm. ain't, ain't nobody got time for that right now. But maybe in the future. But the thing is, yeah, it's one of those instruments that like, it's loud, isn't it? So it's hard to practice with because like it's a bugle. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't you can't practice quietly. Um, but yeah, no, I yeah, something just- in the future. I could just imagine you like there, like learning the bugle in in your mum's house, and just be like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make you better um, yeah. But yeah. I, I had the same thing with my drums, so like I couldn't play the drums quietly. I had to like smash the sh- living shit out of them because if I didn't, it didn't feel right. I had to be yeah. like, you know, you had to play the drums properly. Yeah, yeah. That, that meant destroying them every single time. Ah, oh, I see. Well, here's me and my bass guitar that I keep eyeing. I do need to pick up. I picked up one time and um, in like in, well over lockdown, over the first lockdown, I have picked it up since. But it's something that I, I need to relearn because I, I, I miss oh, playing it. So you much know fun. what? Yeah. Sorry. Speaking of bass guitar, yeah. One like super for me anyway. Super duper potentially good news about Xbox buying Activision and all that stuff. Yeah, is that they might mm-hmm. finally make a new Guitar Hero. And I absolutely loved rocking out to Guitar Hero War Tour 
And, mm. you know, if they do do that, I would 100%, you know, buy it and play it because Guitar Hero was sick. Mm. They should do Bugle Hero, though. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um, that would be fucking funny. So, Book of Boba Fett, episode three and four. Uh-huh. Um, oh, di- do you know what, yeah? All right, so here's a question for you guys, yeah? Um, is Star Wars for kids? Yes. Okay. So the reason why I said I asked that question, yeah, Stevie, what's your answer? Yeah, I think it's meant to be aimed a bit more, but then there's been some Star Wars movies that have come out that were definitely not kiddie, mm. like um, uh, Rogue Rogue One was less. Yeah, that but had a yeah. darker side to it, didn't it? Yeah, you but know, that was like, meant to be like more dark and away from like the Star yeah. Wars trilogy. All right, so but, re- oh, God, sorry, God. I know why you're asking this because this has definitely got a distinctly different feel to it, like. I, like, I didn't feel like the Mandalorian was so like focused at the uh, kiddies. Yeah, but this definitely feels like it is is more so. Yeah. So the reason why I said is after episode three, yeah, like episode f- uh, like episode one was okay, and I think episode two was good, and mm-hmm. episode three I thought was meh. Episode four again was like good ish. Do you know what I mean? And I was ready to like absolutely shit over the whole of Boba Fett so far. But then I saw a tweet and the tweet said something like Star like for those complaining that, you know, Boba Fett is is like really kiddie, Star Wars mm-hmm. has always been for kids. And then I, I watched that's, episode- that's a bull face lie. Well, again. So then, <laughs> then I watched episode four with that kind of in mind and then thinking about the Nonsense, joyride, need for speed, too fast and furious yeah. that we got in um, Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, in episode three, I was like, you know what? Yeah, like if I was maybe like you know sixteen, I probably would enjoy this a lot more. But as you know, someone that's you know in his thirties and has grown up with Star Wars in a particular way and feels a particular way about Star Wars, like it's not for me in it. Like, there's mm-hmm. moments that I enjoy, like, um, in episode four, when he had everyone on the tape, uh, on the table eating, and then when someone was like, well, why we could just kill you, and then the rank, was it rank, rancor? The rancor basically yeah. reacted, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, and like, you know, finding how he saved, um, oh, what's her name? Damn it. Fennec? Yeah, Fennec from yeah. dying in both, not in both, in Mandalorian. I thought that was pretty cool. Like, there's certain things I like, but overall, so far, unless like the next couple of episodes, like, really suck me in and absolutely bang, like, I would have to give it, like, a core chicken overall. It's, it's not really doing for me what the Mandalorian did. Do you know what I mean? Um, I'm going to have to agree with you. Um, because I'd, I'd give, um, episode one, I gave, I think I gave, um, maybe a half chicken. Mm-hmm. Episode two was a three piece for me. Mm-hmm. Episode three was a quarter chicken. And episode four is, uh, pardon me, is a half chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So overall, so, so far, wait, I, I give it a half uh, chicken. You say you agree with me or disagree with me? I didn't hear that. First I, I agree. I agree with you. That's, I agree with you. It hasn't as, been. Yeah. And yeah, I was I'm, banging. It's been all right, and like, again, I've enjoyed some of the action scenes, like, and I get what they're trying to do, 
But unless the next couple of episodes absolutely like blow my socks off here, yeah, this is probably not mm. going to get the best score for me. Uh, Stevie, what are your thoughts on episode five? And what, how would you rate this overall so far? Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to have to agree with you as well. <laughs> I found, I have been, I, I started off episode one, I was like, woohoo, you know, like this is um, New Toy, this mm. is um, Boba Fett, this is like, the loads of sort of like references to other bits of like the, the Star Wars universe and kind of kept it up with the, with episode two, but it, it felt quite slow. And I was like, mm, I can do slow if it, you know, if the story's good. And I am just so bored, unfortunately. <laughs> it just feels so slow. I mean, they're, they're progressing the storyline, but it feels like they've taken a movie and decided to, decide to spread it. And this, it just feels a lot of the time, if the, you know, like, I, I know Boba Fett's character is not meant to be too wordy or emotional but the guy just grunts a lot and and i'm yeah. kind of like i don't know it maybe the actor is he just feels a bit wooden i, I, I don't i don't think i don't think, I don't think it's the, i don't think it's the actor because i think it's more the the show itself because every time we've seen boba fett right boba fett every time we see boba fett in the in the movies he's never spoken he's never really spoken mm. right so Again, it's, we could draw some similarities between him and um, uh, Din Djarin, um the, the, the Mandalorian, in the sense that they're both um, bounty hunters. They don't really speak much. And that's what makes them so dominant. Because they don't speak, you don't... Or, well, I guess in Din Djarin's time, he does speak, but he's not talkative. Yeah. Um, mm. Boba Fett, exactly the same. Um, he just sort of keeps himself. He does what he needs to do, and that's why he became so fierce, uh, yeah. so feared, because he just doesn't speak. He's, he's literally on site. If you see him, he's there either to collect a bounty or to uh, was it, or redeem or redeem uh, a bounty or to get or get credits for it, or whatever the case may be. Right? Um, he's also someone who's served under Darth Vader and carried out stuff for the Empire. So everything from assassination missions to espionage to whatever the case may be. Right? So he's a feared guy. I'd seen him in the in the book of Boba Fett. He's become a lot more humanized. Right? Mm-hmm. And in a way, I do understand it because we watched the Clone Wars series. It does explain more about Boba Fett himself. The fact that he, even though he was a clone, uh, sorry, he, even though he is a clone, um, he aged slower than his brothers. You know, every, everywhere he looked, they would look the same as him. So he wants to be an individual. Um, he ended up mm. being pulled into being a mercenary and stuff like that, just like his dad. Um, because he wanted to emulate him. Uh, he really, really loved his dad. So... He, he it does humanize him a bit more, um, but I was expecting to see Boba more hardened in the future, like we've seen in um, um, Return of the Jedi, for example. Um, and seeing him in this, he looks a lot vulnerable than usual, which is what I don't like as well. Um, he's supposed to be one of the top two bounty hunters in the galaxy, um, yet you know he's been stuck upon. Um, the the dialogue around him isn't the best either, in my opinion. Um, instead of him being ruthless, he seems to be someone who he tries to he tries to go with the peaceful route. I understand why he does because of his time with the with the um, with the sand people. Yeah. So I, I kind of understand that as well, but 
it still take it still takes away from him, like him rely, having to rely on those teenagers or however oh, old they are. Um, yeah. in episode three, and I thought, why? I mean, these people are nothing against friggin' Black uh, Crescenton, who is arguably the second best um, um, mercenary, if not the, the best mercenary in the entire uh, Star Wars Gags um, universe. So you have that as well. Yeah, it just yeah for for me, it, it does take away from the characters a bit. Um, I don't mind. I don't mind how Boba Fett is acting. I think it's just everything else around him has been a bit dry. I, th- I, th- I, th- I think. I think the lore around him has been built up so well that seeing him in this, it sort of, um, it takes away from his character. I think mm. that's why. That's why I personally think. That's how. I, that's I, how I've, I feel. I think I've got a bit of a problem with like they spent a lot of effort in showing him like connecting with the the sand people and learning mm. their ways and everything like that, and just they didn't really then give much time i don't know i just didn't it felt like they brushed over the 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 destruction of the sand people um bit like very quickly and then they gave a token bit at the end of this latest episode where he's got his shit back and he goes and kills all of the biker people the bikers and and they they even had like a a bit in it where they were like uh, even in the last year episode or the or this episode, mm-hmm. someone says, "Really, the the biker gang managed to destroy the Tuscan Raiders." Yeah, like, yeah. And I was kind of like, and, and but then they just brushed over that, and I was like, uh, "Is what what this? It just feels like they dragging dragging it out so badly. Like they could have wrapped all of that up in like." Potentially in like I don't know they they could have done this four episodes in maybe two and yeah just, I, I don't know I just it, it's not something's not clicking for me and yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know why it's I'm, I'm still gonna keep watching it fuck it it's it's yeah. Star Wars it's <laughs> Star Wars exactly I'm still exactly. gonna carry on watching but it is this, in no way like the the Mandalorians seem to get better and better and better mm-hmm. and this. I hasn't it's getting worse. It. <laughs> it's getting yeah, it hasn't worse. kicked into an up, into another gear yet. And um, I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, I feel I feel the same way. But um, what I do like about Boba Fett is that we do see characters like Black Crescenton, who was introduced to us in the in 2015 um, in Star Wars comics on the Marvel Comics Star Vader series. <clears throat> Um, so a little bit of history about Black uh, Crescenton. Um, he and Boba Fett have a lot of history together. They were both appointed by Vader for various assignments for the Empire, including tracking down Luke Skywalker, um, as well as you know Black Crescenton serving. Uh, well, they both served Jabba the Hutt too um, at some points in their careers. Um, Black Crescenton, especially, was a gladiator who later became a mercenary. He was captured by uh, the Tradosians. Which is why in um, the latest episode of The Mandalorian, you see him fighting the, Ma- the Tradotians, as in they've had a long history together. Uh, even in the- this is the fucking Wookiee, in it? Yeah, even even in the Clone Wars, you had Chewbacca, who mm-hmm. was captured by the Tradotians, and the Tradotians' rite of passage is hunting uh, specific targets, targets they find worthy, which is why they'll target a lot of Jedi, for example. Or people who are warriors among the people, like uh, Chewbacca, for example, and also be the Wookiee as well. Wookiees are ridiculously strong, um, even shown in um, 
in episode four of, of Boba Fett that you know he ripped off a guy's arm <laughs> that like yeah, it was nothing. Yeah. So yeah, the the, the Wookiees and Tradoshas have had a long bloody history, which is why it's almost on site. It's like it's like Tom and Jerry are supposed to teach us on site. That's exactly like it. In, that uh, makes so much with, sense now. But watching that, yeah. with that not having that um you know knowledge, that, it was just like, hmm. why the fuck is he just getting so pissed for like? Yeah. yeah, they could have, yeah. I mean, are they trying to be really kind of like, you know, like, this is an Easter egg that you'll only get if you've, if you've read up on the universe. Yeah, pretty, pretty much, because Costales is so huge now, it's almost like, and everything, I mean, everything's now on Disney+, Plus, so it's almost like, now what's stopping you from seeing the rest of Star Wars? Yeah. Because I, 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 I doubt... That though. Like, well, can't they just, they could have given like a very basic kind of like, like bit of like ex- expose about his his beef or something like that yeah. you know i don't know it's that you they, they they might touch upon it more in um the obi-wan series because um this isn't really a spoiler but i will tag spoiler in it just in case it does appear in the obi-wan series mm-hmm. um obi-wan so remember when i said that black Samson was tasked with finding luke skywalker both him and um uh boba were tasked with Finding Luke Skywalker, they do encounter um, Obi Wan. I think, yeah, it's Black Crescenton that actually fights Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, <clears throat> as Obi Wan that gives him the scar above his eye. <clears throat> so um, we may see that in the Obi- in the Obi Wan Kenobi series, or it be referenced um, at some point during that series. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can see why maybe they don't explain so much in Boba Fett. I spoke about Boba Fett because obviously he's a titular character. Um, but I mean, I guess it wouldn't hurt to maybe add a bit more backstory to other people. But who knows? <laughs> yeah. Um, there may be there may be even a side project of just Black Crescenta because he does have uh, a rich history as well. Um, you know, Trandoshans were the ones that captured him, enslaved him. He went. He became a gladiator. Um, you know, fighting. I think Jabba the Hutt even saw a few of his matches and whatnot, and then later became a mercenary, which is why um, people, when people first saw Black Asphalta, they saw his knuckles, for example, um, his knuckle dusters. That's a primate, that's a tool they had or a weapon that he had um, in the gladiatorial pits. Um, also, actually, um, just moving away slightly, actually, no, not even moving away slightly, um, in this episode, um, we see Thundercat as a modifier. So Thundercat is the guy who is, is a, is a um, Grammy, is an is a award-winning um, artist. He's, he's won a Grammy mm-hmm. in 2016. Um, he's the one that did the soundtrack for... Um, uh, the name came away in my head. Um, is it a Star Wars project? Yasuke. Yasuke. Uh, okay. Yasuke, the Yasuke anime series on Netflix, yeah. So he's what I came up with that. So it was nice seeing him in this ep- in this episode, in episode four. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I mentioned in the group chat, which um, uh, Stevie, I think you you responded to that one, was the slave one, which was the oh, the yeah. old name given to um, Django Fett ship. Yeah, this album ship is now has now been renamed the Fire Spray, and I said that the Fire Spray sounds like something you put on your nuts to stop it from itching or whatever. Um, <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. I'm I'm not a fan of the name. I wish they nope. kept it a slave one. Um I, I think we've already hashed out this this discussion about about 
uh, the name change of why it doesn't, why sh- this should have kept it, as it doesn't really matter the things offensive to anyone. But hey ho, um, that's their decision. Uh, I'm not going to complain too much about it. Um, we see that uh, there's a droid actually. Um, that's a cook. Um, it's funny because that droid is the uh, one of the Magna Guards or the series of Magna Guards from um, Episode 3, Professor Sith, with um, General Grievous. Yeah, I was, I was thinking, is that just uh, like a, a tribute or, you know, a thing to General Grievous yeah. when he did the whole swinging of the R's Yeah, so these were all, you know, the droids of the, from the old days have just been repurposed, basically. Okay. So you can see how time has moved on. They've all moved away from... Um, Obviously, they've all moved away from droids now um, and just using actual living, breathing people. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that, they've had to repurpose droids. So droids, which were, which were, you know, assassins or whatever the case was, have now been repurposed to be, you know, chefs, cooks, whatever. Just find a sub-purpose for some poor person to uh, to to use and help them in their business. Mm. Um, there's also, uh, the, they want to catch the Mandalorian music right at the end. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah so... I thought I recognised it was a different, different sort of like tune. Like, yeah. So, so does that mean that the Mandalorian might show up? I have a feeling we might be seeing um, Din Djarin show up, um, either him or someone from the show. Okay. Um, but I do have a feeling it's going to be the Mandalorian, as in uh, Din Djarin. Um, with all this, also, with, sorry, God. question. With all this body modification that we keep seeing in this frigging show, yeah, does mm-hmm. that mean like there's a chance that um, what's his name might show up? Um, Darth Maul. Nah, Darth Maul. Ooh, because they just keep hitting. No, no, you're right, Darth. So I think during this time, this mm-hmm. is wait. No, he wouldn't. This is after. This is this is this is after. Um, all, all, all of this is after um, episode six, so no, he won't show up. No, he won't. He won't show up. No, okay. but he may show up in the in the Kenobi series. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, and that should be pretty cool to see him there. Um, so yeah, that that I'm looking forward to. I'm looking to see him both Black Crescentum versus Obi Wan of that being referenced, as well as um, Obi Wan versus Darth Maul again being referenced. So yeah, what's that? Mm. Um, yeah, I have nothing more to do to add to uh, the book of uh, Boba Fett. The book of Boba. Um, yeah. Right, yeah. So that's pretty much me done. Let's. Who wants to go first? Martin Ostie. Who's who's got the most stuff that they want to talk about? Um, oh, you got fuck loads. I've got I've got a few things. Yeah, right, what's supposed to be watching? What's supposed to be watching Peacemaker? Yeah, go on, Martin, go um, first. Yeah, so firstly, Peace, Peacemaker's a good series. I'm actually enjoying it. Um, I think John Cena is perfect for the role. Now I've seen him outside of um, the second um, Suicide Squad movie. movie. Yeah. Because um, at first, while I saw him, I was thinking, why is this guy such being such a prick and just being just out of place or whatever? Like, who, who is this guy? Why is, I mean, I had no idea. For me being a comic fan, I had no idea who Peacemaker was. Mm-hmm. Um. But seeing him in this series, he's actually good. <laughs> I like the fact that they talk about his background. For example, um, you know, his dad is a white supremacist. Um, his dad has always been really, really harsh to him. Hardly shown him love yet. Um, his name's Chris. 
um, well, I'll refer to him as um, as Peacemaker. Peacemaker just wants his dad to love him. Mm-hmm. And so he'll be there, he'll be, you know, trying to appease his dad, busted jokes with his dad at times and all that stuff. Um, only for his dad to look like he finally acknowledges him or accepts him, but then his dad says some fucked up thing, you're thinking, rah, dickhead. <laughs> um, but you sort of see more of that. Um, so it, it, you start to understand the character more, which I appreciate. I always appreciate trying to understand the character more, no matter how, how messed up their uh, background is. Um, I also like the fact that they're showing stuff around, um, I guess, the the events after the second Suicide Squad film with you know Amanda Waller still in charge and whatnot, but they're now fighting what appears to be an alien threat called, called Butterflies. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't go into too much detail because it was just revealed in the latest uh, episode, episode four, which, again, it's come out very recently, so I don't know if a lot of people have seen it. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, you start to understand what it actually is that Amanda Waller is fighting against. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is interesting. Um, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I overall, I think I give it a three piece. Okay. Um, I, I was I was expecting to give it a three piece, but um, I think the show has, especially with the last episode, it's it's and you know the way the characters are are set. You know, you you understand a bit uh, uh, bits and pieces about each of each of the characters just the way they are i'm sure more will be explored um in later in later episodes as well but i think because you're getting character development not just from the main character but also from the supported cast i think it, it helps uh, or it adds to that score so that's why i give it a three piece uh what about you stevie have you seen peacemaker yet no, 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 no. I've not seen. I've not seen any of it. Um, is okay. it? I mean, I, I thought his character in um, <clears throat> Suicide Squad was fucking hilarious, mm. um, and it was all kind of like he <clears throat> he's determined to bring about peace, even if it means killing loads of people. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, like, wonderful like contradiction in terms. But um, does it have that same element of like comedy? in it yeah that, it does have that. yeah yeah it, it definitely has that in there and sometimes you think to yourself like i mean it, it's it's got some funny bits in there 100 percent. yeah yeah nice i think i would oh you know I'd, I'd quite like to watch this you know um this mm-hmm. is this something I, I think i would probably want to pick up yeah no no you should definitely definitely should i recommend i recommend you you both should watch it yeah um i'll get to that at some point all right, so with my week, I have basically been watching a whole load of anime, you know, being the anime uh, uh, expert here. Um, so I'm still continuing with How Realist Rebuilt the Kingdom. Um, I'm season two, episode two now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the show is really, really good. Um, just carrying on with uh, the main character, um, finding ways to or being very very practical about how to um, rebuild the kingdom, um, you know, looking at other other bits of trade that he could do, um, other bits of um, you know managing the economy and things like that, um, bringing in new jobs and things. So all that is something that I I, I really enjoy watching. Um, so I mean the series the series for me is a whole chicken anyway. Um, nice. but yeah, I mean, I think I recommend it. if you haven't watched it yet, um, yeah, you, you can now binge all the way through season one. 
Um, it's, a, it's a great watch. Um, I've been watch- I, I watched Orient 2. So Orient uh, was that show about, um, I think it was set in Warren State's period of Japan, where um, you had demons who were now re- revered, revered as almost as gods rather than um, being feared as sort of um, hunted down by samurai. Um, after watching the second episode, I don't think I'm going to continue watching this. It's very, very... Um, it's a lot young. I think it's aimed at a much younger audience. Okay. Um, but I, I'd say this is aimed at maybe thirteen-year-olds. Um, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the characters. The characters are all very generic. Um, like we've seen, we've seen the, the characters countless times. Like imagine your Naruto, but stripped to the bare bones, basically. So. He's just a guy who or who wants to go and kill demons and there's not much substance to that. Um so yeah, after after two episodes, I'm I am i am I'm falling off of it. I'm giving it bones. Okay. Um go ahead and watch it if you want, but no, I wouldn't this to my slate. <laughs> yeah. Um now there's a new anime called A Genius Princess Guide to Raise a Nation Out of Debt. Um I've watched the second episode of that. Um I think it's really good. It's honestly a mirror of how Realist rebuilt the kingdom. The only difference is it's run by a prince and I think um, the prince's advisor um, who is who's also a female character. Um, but the only difference between the prince and um, and the hero um, in how Realist rebuilt uh, the kingdom is that this prince doesn't want to rule the nation. Basically, he's been thrust into uh, being um, sort of ruling the nation because the uh, the king is ill or something like that. Um, but he absolutely hates it. After every episode, he just says, "Like, like he does so amazingly with like negotiating, um, battle strategy." Like he he accidentally wins, as he actually tries to lose, and ends up winning as well. But he's also very, very, very cunning. So if he needs to set someone straight, say he needs to set enemy straight, he does that in the most like he absolutely fucked up this guy in in episode two. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, he was, absolutely, he was like absolutely amazing, blah blah. Obviously, he's an enemy of he's he's in an enemy state, um, and a war with the prince, and the prince not only like destroyed his messenger. Like the messenger said, like said a racist remark to his advisor. He was like, "I'm not having that." Like he didn't say to his face, "I'm not having that." He just said, "Tell the prince I said hi," and that was it. Like, next scene, all he sees a head be rolled onto the floor, and the prince is, is opposite him, going, "Who killed? Who killed my messenger?" And it turns out the actual, you know, the main the protagonist prince that killed him and stuff like that. Um, and he ends up killing that same prince too. I'm thinking, this guy for someone who doesn't who hates his job. When you piss him off, he just goes ham. Yeah. Um. So the the show for me is a is, is a three piece, a slow three piece. Um. It's not as exciting for me anyway. It's not as exciting as how we just rebuilt the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'll definitely give it a three piece because again, it's a very very similar vein. Um. I'm not sure if I spoke about Hitmonkey last um episode. I think I did. I think I mentioned the last episode. Oh yeah, I wanted um, to watch this. You know, I completely forgot about it. Is it any good? Monkey is decent. It's based off the comics of the same name. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit of background. I'm sorry for repeating it from last episode because I can't feel like remember if I even um, uh, mentioned it. Mm-hmm. So Hit Monkey is about 
um, a monkey and a man. The man is um, a well-known um, hitman, mm-hmm. essentially. So he get he gets hired to kill uh, top officials, um, espionage, that kind of thing. Um, after getting into after failing one of his missions, he I think he's somewhere in uh, I want to say Japan. So he ends up in the mountains of Japan somewhere. Um, and it, like he's 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 injured and stuff from obviously a previous skirmish. Um, he falls upon a family of um, apes, like white apes. I can't remember. I'll call them mountain mountain apes, like chimps, chimpanzees. Um, so, so the, the the whole family welcomes him and try to nurse him, except for this one monkey who keeps telling them that this guy is nothing but trouble. If he if he stays, he's gonna kill us and blah blah. He's gonna bring um, misfortune upon us all. Um, the leader brushes him away. Anyway, this monkey sneaks up upon him and sees him training himself. So sees the sees the hitman training. Um, so he makes snowmen and then he fights against these snowmen, sort of honing his skills and things like that. The monkey sees it. Um, and later down the line, ends up finding the guy's guns and stuff. So the monkey goes to his village, tells these people that, or tells his tells his uh, his um, tribe, his family that this guy has these weapons and these weapons can kill us all and blah blah. Eventually, he ends up using because he wants to make his point so clear. He ends up using the techniques he's just learned from watching the hitman against his family, and the family almost shun him. Um, fast forward a little bit and basically there are people who've come to basically finish the job on the hitman they end up killing the hitman end up wiping out the entire uh, monkey's family um the monkey comes back to the old dead boys to see the people there picks up a gun and just literally murders like destroys all of these agents that come to kill the hitman the hitman dies as well um but now the hitman is sort of going to is of his soul moving on ends up being tethered to the monkey essentially the hitman and the monkey have to work together in order to topple the people who had started this who you know basically killed the hitman um so that's what the story is about um and all this is covered in the very very first episode so there's no spoilers at all um but i i, I give it um i think i give it a half chicken if you've seen um, animated shows like um, um, oh. after the name escapes me, but guys, do you remember watching that um, villain show? It was it's set in the same universe as, as Jupiter's Legacy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, so, super villains, wasn't it? Super villains, super crooks, super crooks, super crooks, super crooks. Yes, 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 yes. So it's like super crooks. The animation style is like um, oh. The, the mission starts. It's hard to describe the year which I which I could I could put it, but it's a bit like it's a little bit like Archer, a little bit like Archer in a sense. That's the that's the best way to describe the animation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a lot of humor in it, um, mainly between the duo, but also how you know the rest of the world and things like that. Um, it's got you know it's got your mafia members. It's got um, um, it's got a whole bunch of violence in there as well. It's all like the comedy mixed with the violence, that kind of thing. Um, so I'm sure it's, I'm sure you'll find it an enjoyable watch. Um, even though I've given it a half chicken, I do recommend other people to go watch it because they may they might enjoy it more than I do. Um, so 
Yeah, this, um, I, 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 be, I recommend that. This is mm-hmm. supposed to be in um, in the Marvel universe, isn't it? It's supposed to be in the Marvel. Yes, it's supposed to be in the Marvel universe. Yes, you're right because you do see it, people like um, Silver Samurai, for example, who's also a Japanese, um, uh, a, a, a powerful Japanese um, hero. Um, you get the X Men who are referenced in this as well. You get the Avengers that are referenced in this. So it's very much not only set in the Marvel universe, but you actually get referenced. You actually hear references about mm. other characters. Um, so yeah. It's 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 pretty much embedded in there. I think I'd um, like to check this out definitely. Yeah, yeah, please do, please do. Uh, next next series oh, of watching. Sorry, what are you watching it on? Oh, so I watched it online. Oh, okay. Yeah, I watched it online. Um, I don't know if Amazon. Ha- I think Amazon may have it. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, I'll check it out. Give it a go. Um, next one is Doll's Frontline. Mm-hmm. So this anime is set in the future um i i'd say in the near future where you have well so world war three has occurred um and now it's of using real life soldiers what countries have done is they've created uh cyborgs um they're all female cyborgs mm-hmm. um and they're all sort of you know i guess programmed and trained in in tactical uh fighting so like you know um actual um armed combat um you get characters who are named after the guns so you have a character called m4a1 uh she has a assault rifle you have character that's uh mp and mp5 she carries an mp5 um which is a submachine gun that's very very quiet um or fairly quiet uh useful tactical um Maneuvers, you get characters that are, you know, snipers and etc. And then you also have Russian enemies, and Russian enemies are, you know, you have waves of drones, so like the normal generic um, looking ones. So um, imagine replicas of the same um, of the same uh, cyborg, for example. You get those; those are the generic ones I'm talking about. And then you get like a level above them, like the um, generals and army or um, captains of the army who are these um, basically they're, they're designed to have the Belkin, the, the, the box standard Belkin hats, huge black overall coats um, but underneath the underneath the coats they actually have two huge Gatling guns Okay. Um, so it's, it's basically like you know the old adage of you know Russia has all this firepower, and then you have the American states or whoever they are with like very very small tactical units and you use their wits and stuff to try and beat the enemy, that kind of thing. Um, I, after watching two episodes of it, I kind of get the gist of the anime, but it doesn't grip me much. Um, I get there's a quarter chicken. Um, I think I mean I I'd, I I'd say go and check you could go and check this out. Um, you may be surprised. You may enjoy more than I do, mm-hmm. but um, I mean because animation is good. Um, you know you're still learning about the characters um, because they do have their even though they're cyborgs they do have their own personalities. You have ones that are just running gunners. You have ones that are just wild and crazy. You have one that's you know, pretty much reserved and that kind of thing. So you have those characters of those dynamics to play about with. Um, but for me, the because the landscape just feels so vast, I don't know. It, it's, it just feels vast and empty. I, I'm sure, and you can tell that it's vast and empty because obviously World War Three has happened. But 
at the same time, because it just feels vastly empty, it's just these characters, there's just nothing really holding these characters together other than the fact that they've been programmed to work together. And I can't, I can't, you know, enjoy it as much. That's why I give it a quarter chicken. Yeah, I'm going to trust your yeah. judgment. So, so far, the only one I'm going to be checking out is the Genius Princess Guys to raise a nation out of debt. That's the only ones you've said so far. I'll check mm. it out. So, let's keep going. All right. Um, I watched Shaw My King episode 40. Um, another decent episode. I can't believe um, there's 40 episodes out. I still need to get onto season two on Netflix. <laughs> thing is, so um, I, I highly recommend people watch the Shaw My King because, especially if you've watched the previous ones, because it diverges nicely from the, from the original, um, anime, anime series. Yeah. Um, and you can see the exact point where it happens as well. So, I mean, I say, um, I give, I give it a three piece. Um, I don't give Shaman K a three piece, mainly because of the nostalgia. Um, and also because it's following the manga a lot more, a lot more closely. Um, you gain a very good story out of it than what we got from the original animated series. Um, watched Platinum End, episode 14. Um, I'm still, I'm actually enjoying Platinum End, not as much as I would be for, um, Death Note, but mm. it's it's still up there. I still give the the series um a three piece. Is sorry, um, question is mm-hmm. Platinum End continuing throughout this cycle of anime? Oh, I haven't. Or was see, I haven't, episode fourteen um, the last episode? So right now is episode fourteen. I think it may be the. Let me let me have a quick look. See. I'm on episode ten. I'm mm-hmm. I, I've I've not fully caught, but. I didn't know whether it was continuing or not. Yeah. Now I'll have a quick look. So right now there are six the it's still continuing. Um okay, cool. Yeah, so far there's a there's a SO sixteen that's supposed to be coming out um as well. So yeah, it's still continuing. As for how many episodes, I don't know yet. But if it's going past sixteen, I'm sure we're gonna get the twenty four um the the full twenty four episode treatment. Yeah. Or or up to twenty four. Um, okay. so we may get 36 I have no idea but that's the kind of uh, general feel that I'm getting from it yeah um, there's Fantasia Sango now this anime I'm trying to remember um, uh, do you know what I should have also actually given a description as to what these um, anime were um, so Fantasia Sango is set in China um, so even though it's set in China, it's Japanese. Um, it's a, it's a Japanese. So the story is of um, it's set in the Warring uh, Kingdoms period, yep. where you have warlords and their armies fight to conquer and unify the nation. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, you also have um, I think you also have demons involved in there somewhere, or evil spirits. I, I'll I'll say demons. Um, so you have a special unit that's formed to fight against these demons. Um, again, I've watched two episodes of it. Um, even though it's nicely animated, mm-hmm. I'm just not liking the story. I think I prefer the story more if it was just about the um, three warring states in Japan or the warring uh, the three kingdoms in Japan and China. Sorry, yeah. I prefer the more if it was the three kingdoms um, or three warring kingdoms uh, in China rather than it being you have the three kingdoms and then you have a special unit fighting demons 
if that makes mm. sense. I think yeah, there's yeah. too much for me to focus on. So, um, I, I give it a half chicken. I yeah. definitely give it a half chicken. Um, one that I'm watched that I'm, I really enjoy is the strongest say. Yes, I right, I'm looking forward to hear you talk about this one because this is one even before like they start. I haven't watched any of the episodes yet, but this one I put mm. on my list and I was like, yeah, this sounds like something I'll be right on my alley. So I'm okay. Cr- yeah. All right. So the main character. So it starts off with seeing a, a fight between the main character, I think, and Dragon. Mm-hmm. The main character is um, a sage who has a crest. Now, what crest is that? Everyone in the in this universe is born with a crest. Some mm-hmm. are super strong crests, some are super weak crests. Um, he has four crests, which leads me to believe that he's been reincarnated himself to get a new crest every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, he's been hunting for the strongest crest at that time the strongest crest at that time was the warrior crest the weakest crest at that time was um i can't name of it but it was basically it allowed you to use magic you know mm-hmm. you use um it allowed you to use magic um like boosted magic basically um so that's what he had but what he does is that at the end of his battle he decides to reincarnate himself a thousand years into the future mm-hmm. when that happens it turns out that the warrior crest that he was after is now seen as the weakest crest and the crest he had in his previous life is now seen as the strongest crest so they basically <laughs> swapped mm. right um in saying that though the people a thousand years later have basically forgotten how to even do Use things like incantation less magic so they still have to say the full incantation in order to release magic mm-hmm. so that's the skill that's lost to them right um the use of um they, f- they find the use of you know warrior skills to be ineffective because you know why why come up close a person to someone where you could just use said incantation just blow them away yeah um so that's that's their reason for that so even though he is reincarnated in a thousand years later he finally gets his, his warrior crest right now with the warrior crest um he does the test to get to the school and people think that because of his crest he's absolutely weak he mm-hmm. ends up beating the i think i think he may have been a general in the army um at least he's, he's definitely a top army official he ends up be, uh, it's supposed to be a test and he ends up beating the the army official like <laughs> outright mm-hmm. um and during his lessons he's also he also uses incantationless magic um to such a degree that the um the headmaster of the school has appointed him to teach people to use incantationless magic um to go against the first school so the different schools so i I mentioned school there's different schools in this universe he's in a second school so you have so, so imagine like you have first high second high third high he's in second high basically and the sister school, First High, is one that has you know a lot of resources going towards it because that's where some of the best, um, some of the some of the best or well-known um, army officials are from or go to to get trained and all that stuff. Um, and his school is, like I said, second best, but he still they still get a lot of influx from those people as well. Um, so they're going to have uh, a tournament against each other, and that's what the that's what the um, anime is leading up to. But in between that, he fights against a demon and absolutely destroys this demon. And this is the first demon 
anyone has seen in a thousand years time. Yeah. Um, um, during the time as well, he, he, I mean, he does odd things here and there that, you know, actually not a lot of people, not a lot of people know how to do. For example, he can enchant weapons, but his, his enchantments are super strong. Um, like the armor sets that he had for his previous life, people that he finds them randomly in different places and he knows the value of them. Not a lot of people do. So he sort of picks and chooses which of his old sets that he wants to keep or which ones he wants to leave behind and all that stuff. So it's pretty cool. Um, I give this a three piece and I recommend everyone listening, go and check this out. Nice. The strongest sage with the weakest crest. Nice. <laughs> um, there's a new anime that's out this season as well called Tribe Nine. So Tribe Nine is basically street baseball. So in the future, this is this is in um, a place called it's called Neo Japan. Um, as you can tell, a lot of places in uh, in these animes are called Neo something. In this case, is Neo Japan. So um, in Neo Japan, you have several gangs, right? And the synopsis is that you had all these gangs that were doing things like just killing um, rivals left, right, and center. The police couldn't cope with it and blah, blah. So in order for gangs to solve the disputes, they basically let them play uh, baseball. Now, this is not just any ordinary baseball. This is baseball in the streets, which means that if um, a gang challenges another gang and they do play street, uh, do play baseball, um, they have like you have people that are able to pitch the ball ridiculously fast. You have people that have like modified bats and stuff like that. So they, are, they have energy coming out of the bats themselves. Um, when they hit the ball, the ball flies miles away. So you need to feel the team pretty far, pretty wide in the city, um, either on rooftops or skyscrapers, all that stuff, or wherever it is. Um, which also means that they have to be super strong, super fast as well to be able to get to the ball and stuff like that. So it's just basically that. Um, I give a half chicken, but it's it's entertaining to watch. It's definitely entertaining to watch. I've always said that the Japanese do a very, very good job of um, making sports and animes a lot more like crazier than they are already. Um, so half chicken, but I recommend people go check it out, especially if it's a baseball or sports. Yeah. Um, it just gives you something um, else to watch. Um, it's fun for the most part. Um, so that's that's my recommendation. Nice. Yeah. Um, the next one, like I said, I've been doing a whole host of watching these new uh, anime nice. series. Yeah. Um, so the next one is called um, Kuritsu-san from the Monster Development Department. Mm-hmm. So this one is uh, about a research assistant who belongs to the monster development department of an eagle organization. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, she, she she wants to, it's still fighting, you know, um, you typically you expect her that because she's part of this organization and they create monsters and stuff like that, you expect her to be on the side of the monsters. But actually, it's of her fighting against heroes and, you know, on the side, being on the side of the monsters, she's actually fighting against her boss <laughs> essentially um but fighting fighting against her boss within the within the company um but in saying that just again this this one doesn't grip me uh too much um the animation is good um i think i think the characters are likable um but it's just, it's just something about this anime that i can't seem to it just doesn't grip me 
as I as I would have liked. Um, so I've given this a uh, half chicken. Okay. Um, this one I'm not sure. All right, this one this one I would recommend um, to watch just so that you get your own uh, thoughts and views on it. Um, it's funny I say that because for an anime like Orient, I say give it a miss, don't bother watching. But for everyone, everything else that I've given a half chicken or a quarter chicken to, I said, you know, I, I may be wrong, go watch that. Um, there's another one called Rust Eater Bisco. So, Rust Eater Bisco is an anime that's set in, um, at some point in the future, where you have, um, basically, Rust has taken over all the cities. So, um, there's the character called uh, Bisco. Now, Bisco is a warrior who fights with a bow and arrow, um, but again, super strong. Every time, everywhere his arrow lands, mushrooms mushrooms appear. Like okay. these mushrooms can, can grow to be uh, like stories high. That's how big they are, right? Um, people in this time seem to think that it's the mushrooms that are causing the rust, and the rust also affects people's health. So, um. Much like how mushroom spores, you know, or just yeah, just um, fungi can cause people's um, people to you know become sick and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So it's the case. So that's what they think is happening with uh, with with these mushrooms. But actually, the rust is what's causing it. But it's not. But the rust isn't caused by the mushrooms. The purpose of the mushrooms is to actually get rid of the rust so that life can be sustained. But um, the people don't know that. Um, so first and foremost, you don't meet with Bisco himself. Um, you, you, you do see a brief fight with, uh, with Bisco against some uh, authorities, but in actuality it follows, um, a doctor nicknamed Panda because he has a black mark around his eye, not, not due to a fight, but he just has a black mark on his eye. Um, so Panda is actually trying to find a cure for Rust and he knows that the mushrooms are the cure. Um, so... Um, in episode two, he actually meets up with uh, he actually meets with with Bisco, and the two work together. Uh, you know, Bisco supplies him with the mushrooms, and then he formulates um, he formulates a, an, a cure for the for the rust. Basically, um, it's it's good, it's good. The characters are likable, especially the doctor. Um, I give this a three piece. I recommend everyone uh, try this one. I've got a thing that I was thinking about this with, yeah. with the mushrooms. Um, I saw a, a really crazy um, anime called Dorohidoro. Yeah. Oh, Dorohidoro, yeah. Which is like about a guy who's being cursed or something like that. He's just basically, he's, he's like a lizard, but he doesn't, mm-hmm. he doesn't remember who he is. And he's obsessed with Goiza. And, um, and the, 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 the baddie in it is this like wizard who... Can, can basically just turn. Yeah. You what? Mm. Can, t- can turn people to mushrooms. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking. W- and it was like, I absolutely loved it. It was such a cool concept. Like it was it, it set like there was a world of magic and then a world of humans. And, and then, and the mad, the magicians would come down to into the, like the, the world, the, the non-magic world and practice their magic in it. And, Oh, it was fucking weird. It had like demons in it, and it yeah. had. Oh, yeah, it was really very cool. It's very cool. Yeah, and I loved the fact that he was obsessed with this one woman's like cafe where she made goiser. Yeah, and he <laughs> couldn't think of anything better than going in. And I fucking love goiser, and I just yeah, 
Yeah. Relate. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Dory Dora is something like that. I was watching. I I don't know why I stopped watching it, but it wasn't because of anything bad. I think it was just because I was just I had to watch other stuff to catch up on for the um, for our recordings. I so I stopped watching it. Um, I think I got stuff like episode ten, maybe. So I do need to continue that. Mm. Um, but from what I remember, Dory Dora is, is is a good um anime, especially with you know still trying to find his history. You know why he has his that that particular face and whatnot. So. Oh, you! Yeah, if you I'd watch it to the it. end, man, there's some fucking good like expose in the uh, you know things you find out and the 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 way that they develop the universe. It's mm. really good. It's really good. Yeah, awesome. <clears throat> um, ah, oh, um, I think you are watching this one as well. No, no. Um, Arifureta. Wait, that started back up already? Yeah, the commonplace to world's strongest. From Commonplace to World's Strongest. Um, season 2, Episode 1 was out last week. Okay. Do you know what? I'm going to have to do a yeah. rewatch of Season 1 because I can't really remember right. um, what's happened, what happened in Season 1. I've got a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I so, am putting this straight up to the top of my list. All right. So basically, when you said online, do you remember watching this? I can't lie. I don't remember watching it at all. Mm-hmm. So I watched it all the way from Episode 1 and just moved on to uh, Season 2, Episode 1. Yeah. Um, so basically, yeah, season one and then start season two and it is good. It is good. Um, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it doesn't re rehash any, like any storylines or anything like that. It's, it's basically the box standard or maybe I was saying the box standard, but it's, you know, it's, it's a story that we've heard before where you have a character who is innocent, super helpful stuff like that. He gets fucked over some somehow, and just says, "Screw it, I'm, I'm doing it on my own. Yeah. I'm gonna be that guy." Is yeah, it, is so it when he gets like a, he eats the people that he, um, the monsters that he fights, and then like he yeah. takes their powers. Yeah, I can yeah. vaguely remember. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. So, um, I give the first season uh, a, th- a three piece mm-hmm. because it was so entertaining. Yeah. Um, you know, seeing his transformation and all, it was all born for des- de- from desperation. Yeah. Um, he tried to be a nice guy and he, he literally got fucked up. He didn't deserve what happened nah. to him. Um, he doesn't even know who did it, but, um, who, 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 um, who, cro- who double crossed him. But, um, he just says, screw it. I'm going to fight on my own. I don't care about anyone else. If you're, if I think you're an enemy, I will kill you. I will not hesitate to kill you. And he, that's the mentality he has, but he also has a softer side for him. But he only reveals it to people who he generally likes. If he doesn't like you, then You're he will fine. tolerate you at, at, at best. And at worst, he will just outright kill you if you hinder him. Mm. Um, yeah, so he's, uh, he's absolutely awesome. It's actually a really good anime. Um, he, obviously, he's got his own harem, which uh, Nana, I know you like. <laughs> you Nana. like your harem. So um, there's that. Um, but it's still such a good, it's such a good series. Um, I, I, I gave it a three-piece. Um, season two, episode one, I give uh, three piece as well. So um, yeah, we'll just continue with that. Nice. Um, so that brings me to the end of the anime stuff. But um, over this week, I've also been watching um, some uh, new film. Well, as, as fair, maybe not new, but I've been watching some other shows. So mm-hmm. one of them is Welcome to Sudden Death. Okay. So this is um, a sequel, but it's not a canon sequel. It's it's a sequel to Van Damme's. Um, original sudden death where 
a security guard takes his kids to watch. Uh, I think it's. Um, I don't know if it was a basketball game. No, it wasn't or, a hockey uh, game. Or maybe a hockey game. I think it was yeah, a hockey game a instead. Hockey game and then terrorist attack. A terrorist attack, exactly. So this is very much, pretty much the same. Only this time, it's a basketball take game and terrorist attack. Is this the is this um, the one with Michael J. White? This is the one with Michael J. White. Okay, I haven't seen it, but I remember seeing the images, and I was like, okay, this looks kind of interesting because it's got Michael J. White in it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna give this film a quarter chicken. Um, <laughs> Not <laughs> I mean, you guys, you guys know me that Michael J. White is my guy. Mm. So I. I I, so if I do rate him, I, I, I do like to, I, I give him, a, I'll say I rate him, I'm biased, I rate him high. But in this case, um, Walk to Sudden Death is a quarter chicken. Mm-hmm. Now, if you try to watch this film, like it's a, uh, like it's a serious film, you will not enjoy it. <laughs> the reason being is that dialogue isn't that great. It has awkward pauses in, sometimes it's just, that, it just, it's, it's it's very much a B a B movie. I wouldn't even say well again. Just judging from what I saw, I remember seeing it, it's like one of those just straight to DVD movies, isn't it? That's like, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So I don't know. So I don't know if, if B movie is the right the right ca- categorization for that. But mm. basically, you know that it hasn't got a high budget. Um, in saying that though, it's shot very well. Um, you know the choreography is very good, but uh, the choreography again like a lot of more. If if you if you're into martial arts like me, um, sometimes if something's too, um, you can tell when something's too uh, choreographized. Yeah. Is that the word? Is that the right word to use? Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you very much. Um, so so I do get elements of that. Um, I reckon the person with the best that di- not even yeah I get I reckon the be- person with the best dialogue was probably the bad guy, and his dialogue wasn't wasn't that great either. Um, they they reference um, obviously comic book characters. They reference um, um, films like um, oh, like um, Die Hard. Um, you know, like Michael J. White's character say Die Hard. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never seen that film before. Blah blah. But then, like, he ends up doing something like you know, kicking like what was it called? Um, Abseiling down down a window and then kicking it open, uh, kicking it open mm-hmm. or whatever case may be. Um, so he does do that, which is very John McClane esque. Um, so if you watch it, definitely watch it as an action comedy rather than just as like a serious action film. Yeah, because dialogue, the fight scenes, the fight scenes are pretty good, but even though they're good, you can tell they're choreographed um, as a super choreographed. Um, but you know, if you just want to watch dumb fun action with kids running around and making pop culture references that um you 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 get it but it's not necessary and sometimes it's a bit out of place where you just you know randomly throw something in there you're thinking well that was that was necessary but i get why you did that um if you do what if you do watch it in in that in that with that in mind then Mm -hmm. you will enjoy a bit more um but yeah definitely a quarter chicken for me um was um, the you know you said it's like not a um it's like a non-canon sequel to yeah Van yeah. Damme Sudden Death I I can't remember if I've seen Sudden Death or not I've seen so many Van Damme movies over the oh, years yeah um, you you would know uh, if you've seen Sudden Death though like I I I don't I haven't watched a lot of like Van Damme movies or the old ones but like it's the 
Oh, I wouldn't say necessarily it's iconic in it, but like it's it's not the one where he he's in a corridor and um above people doing the splits and they're like walking I mean, along with guns. Every film. And... <laughs> 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 he does the splits in every film. Like he do the splits. Um, uh, well, know, well, there was one where he 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 did the splits, but in a fucking corridor above people, literally like one foot on one wall other thought on the other wall and he was mm. there like ninja style above above these guys as they were but i like was it kind of comedy-ish or, or no it, it wasn't yeah. no, no that wasn't that, that, was, that, was, yeah. that, was, that was pretty serious yeah but this was more of a comedy actually it's pretty funny that michael j white's doing um has done this sudden death film welcome to sudden death because he was also in universal soldier 2 as the cyborg who had who now had a physical body, so that was Michael J. White in that film. And that was a, mm. that was a damn good film. Um, again, Van Damme was um, reprising his role as, um, I can't remember this character's name, but he, uh, as that um, character who was sort of yeah. pulled away from being that um, cybernetic soldier, that cyborg soldier. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But those two together in films are really good. You don't see Van Damme in this film, but I actually wouldn't mind seeing Michael J. White and Van Damme um, in a movie together because those two together were pretty cool. Um, and lastly, I watched uh, Grid Iron Gang. Grid Iron Gang is a pretty old... It's, it's a fairly old film. I think it came out in 20... I will say the side of the... of Maybe 2012-ish is when it came out. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. But it stars Exhibit... Look in it! And yeah, Stars Exhibit and Dwayne Rock Johnson. Um <laughs> wow. as as um uh, I don't know what they I don't know what they're called. Oh, it came out two thousand six. So he's young in it, man. He yeah, is so young uh, in it. Yeah. Wow. I, as I was watching this, I was thinking to myself, if the rock then could see himself now, he'd be like, nah, I got wedge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> even even rock would say like nah, I got big, big. Like, yeah. Yeah, but this yeah. is a young, this is a young uh, Dwayne Johnson um, as Coach Sean Porter, an exhibit as the assistant coach uh, Malcolm Moore. Um, um, I can't remember the other, um, um, what are they called? The other actors in there. I think one of them might be um, Michael Jamal uh, yeah, Pagan. You got Dwayne as, Johnson exhibit L. Scott Cadwell, Kevin Dunn. Yeah. Is loosely based on the true story of the Kilpatrick Mustache during the nineteen ninety season. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're in a correctional. It's even a correctional facility. I don't know what to call them, but it's basically like a, um, a detention like center. A detention center. Okay. Um, so you have um, people in for all sorts, either killing people, mugging people, um, firearms, that kind of thing. They get into this place, and um, Sean Porter, who's portrayed by um, Dwayne Johnson, as well as you know, as real life Sean Porter, um, they decide to create a, a basketball. Sorry, I say basketball. American football program tries to get these kids to sort of think differently, do other things with body other than thinking about maybe when I go out onto the streets and stuff like that. Um, I go back to the same situation. It's sort of them trying to teach kids that there's a better way to do things. Yes, it's going to be tough. So if you're going to be tough in American football and be um, have a focal, uh, your focal point is, 
I need to win. These are my friends. These are my teammates. I'm not going to get any badness. That kind of thing. Just to change the mentality. Um, that's what they implement. So um, you get people from two opposing gangs who, yes, they butt heads um, all the way throughout, but uh, pardon me. But towards the end, um, they become very good friends. Even one um, saving the other from uh, um, a gunshot or attempted to save him um, or warn him as he's about to get shot um, by someone from his own gang. So you either have that going on. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a very good movie. This is one of the American football films I definitely recommend people to watch because it's just different. It doesn't have to be you know all high school, high schoolers um, doing X, Y, and Z. Um, this is just something different as in, you know, someone's taking the time to try and help these kids have a better life for themselves. So I think it's, it's yes, it's American football, but it's also, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a different return of, you know, how sports can bring people together. So um, this, I give uh, three piece. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's got some cheesy lines in it as, you know, as films of, of that decade were. So I'm not going to force it too much with that. Um, it's basically a true story. And, you know, that just goes up in my rating as well. I, th- I don't think it takes anything away from the the real life events because at the end of the film in the end scene credits you do see video of the real life Sean Porter who was you know talking to kids the way you're talking to kids uh Dwayne Johnson did uh, did the, made the exact same quotes so it was more like of an homage to him rather than yeah we know you did what we know you did what you did but we could go a separate way with the movie this will like stay true to it so I really appreciate that so mm-hmm. I, gave, I gave it a three piece and yeah, that's what I've been up to, basically. Nice. That's, that's done. As Martin so, just disappeared. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, no, mine's still here. Sounds very good. And we're back. All right, Stevie. Look, <laughs> we're back and my voice just started to do a bit of a madness. Stevie, what are you? Have you? Oh, my gosh. What's going on? <clears throat> Stevie, what have you been up to? Um, so I got the, um, I found out that I could get Apple TV, uh, subscription for five months for free. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, because I've got like a Barclay card, um, credit cards. Oh, and they're just like, (laughs) Hey, Hey, you, you got a credit card with us. And, um, did you know you can get Apple TV plus for, for free? five months and i was like no i did not thank you very much Mm. so i've i've um i've activated it and uh it is got a few things on it which um i started watching um the first one is um a series called foundation which i have already raved to you guys about i think in in the group chat but this is one of my favorite stories in the world this is I'm, I'm a massive sci-fi like um, like freak and mm-hmm. uh, like the one of my favorite authors is a guy called Isaac Asimov mm-hmm. and uh, he made a series called um, Foundation and he wrote the book the 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 sto- it was a series of short stories um, and he wrote it between 1942 and 1950 um, and this series is just it's such an amazing story it's it's set in like the distant distant future when the 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 galaxy has been populated and there's like a 
fucking empire um, in the galaxy, um, which basically like it encompasses the whole of our Milky Way. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, some chap called Harry Seldon, who's like a mathematician, has basically figured out he's a uh, he, he's he's developed something called psychohistory, where he can where with really large some like numbers of people he can actually predict the future and but only with like really it's almost a bit like sociology where you look at like what does the mass collective do, like what what's what are they going to do um and he has figured out that the empire is going to fall and it will like elicit a dark age um for about 30,000 years where you know, the, the empire has been around for like 10,000 10, years, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and this is going to mean that there's going to be like, you know, like people are going to end up going, you know, losing the ability to travel through space and things like that for 30,000 years. So he's warning the emperor that like, if you don't, I can help you reduce that. Like the, the empire will fall. There's nothing you can do to stop that but I can help you reduce it from 30,000 years to a thousand years. Um, and we can, we can get a new, like, what's the word, a new empire started. Um, and to, to, to kind of like replace the old one. Um, and yeah, it's, it develops basically over that. Like it then it goes throughout the thousand years and shows you the progression of the, this, this, this new kind of empire he's created called, um, foundation uh, such a cool story it's, it's got so many twists and turns in it and they've 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 released it on apple tv plus and it's i just watched like the first two episodes i think or maybe i'm part way through the second episode and it is fucking good it's like they have thrown a shit ton of money at this yeah. um it's pretty and the dialogue is amazing and it just is full of mystery and it's so far being pretty good like like the the story book gives you leaves a lot to your imagination and in this they actually fill in loads of gaps so they add a load a lot, load on to sort of help support the story where you know the adaptation and turning it into like a an actual like tv series mm-hmm. um so it's fucking awesome. I give this like whole chicken. I'm so thrilled by it. If any of you ever get a chance to watch it and you're remotely interested in sci-fi, this is fucking brilliant. Um, so that that's good. Thanks very much, Apple TV. Um, <laughs> then I also watched on Apple TV again, just beautiful. Like I, I don't know if it's like 4K or whatever, but like it's amazing quality. It was a thing called Long, Long Way Up, which is Ewan McGregor and Charlie Borman um, basically on motorbikes um, driving from the southern tip of America, uh, South America, all the way up to uh, Los Angeles. Only they are traveling on electric bike, like the first prototype electric bikes that are like they're like um, Harley Davidson's, but they're they're completely electric and Harley Davidson has like created them for this show. And then they also get all of their production crew in SUVs that are fully electric as well. Um, called, created by like a brand new company called Rivian that have never, ever made any vehicles before in their life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, um, 
because of the short distance of 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 these vehicles because they're electric they've had to install like 150 charging points along the route from the bottom of south america all the way up to to los angeles but it's it's fun it's one of these you know documentaries type things you know where you just follow two people and on their journeys and it is just so well produced I'm I'm completely I did I thought this uh this is just going to be something that we can kind of stick on the background but I'm actually really hooked and I mean you you McGregor is just such a nice guy <laughs> even if it is an act like I just uh, man that guy can do no wrong he is he is the man he's like incredibly down to earth and he's fucking Obi Wan Kenobi you know and he's also fucking the dude from um. Oh, what was that movie? Um, Choose Life. Um, oh, fucking hell, what's it called? Do you remember it? Um, I am blanking right now. Oh, you, you know, it was. Um, he's basically like a, a heroin addict um, in Scotland. Um, Train spotting? <laughs> can't remember. Yeah, I have no Hold idea. on. Movie. It's, it's from. It's called Renton. It's called Train Spotting. You oh, okay. know Train Spotting? Yeah, no transporting. Yeah. Oh, I said, said transporting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you sure? say I didn't? I didn't catch that. Yeah, I, didn't I, catch I said transporting. I didn't hear you either. Yeah. Sorry. Mm. Uh, I was just I was talking too much, obviously. But no, yeah, it's um, <laughs> it, it's really good. Um, so yeah, so far Apple TV is is um is delivering, and it's you know these are both two Apple TV kind of like original properties, and they're really both very good. So. I'm I'm so far impressed um, by what they're producing. They can keep producing this, then it's going to have to. It might have to turn into more of a like a regular thing. I might have to add it onto my list of subscription services that nice. I currently yeah subscribe did you, to. Did and you I watch, think did you watch Ted Lasso? By the way, not yet. No, no. I mean, so, I've literally I've got it like at the beginning of the week, so okay. I've, you know. I'm not, yeah, not uh, out I'll be much, curious to hear your good? thoughts on season one. Yeah, yeah, I haven't watched season two yet, but um, yeah, I'll be very cool. interested to hear your no, thoughts check, on season one. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's I think it's a fiver a month, um, which is a lot cheaper than other streaming services. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Disney Plus is like eight or nine quid a month. Yeah, um, Netflix is similar. So, anyway, um, yeah, I've also um, Netflix um, watchings. I have watched um, Gotham when I'm now on Gotham season five. Um, we are just binging the shit out of Gotham, and um, I think it's season five is the last season, um, and it's only got like it's got a lot less. I think it's got twelve episodes in it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's cool. Um, it's season five, Gotham. I mean, spoilers to any of you guys, but I mean, it's not going to spoil it too much. Um, <laughs> Gotham has 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 basically become like um, like a war zone almost, and like every, it's been shut off from the rest of the country, and the government are not interested, and so Jim Gordon um, is got to basically and, and the police have got to you know like try and 
bring it back to to being in control. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's pretty good. Um, Netflix again. I've been uh, watching American Horror Story, nice. and we finished season two, which was um, this. It was called Asylum, and fuck me, this is such a good series. I have. I mean, this this whole product is so. I am not a horror guy. Yeah. Um, but this is fucking good. And nice. honestly, the acting in it is amazing. The 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 the. I mean, I'm I'm not a film. I didn't go to like movies, film school, or anything like that. Yeah. So I don't know the, I don't know all the sort of technical words. But I can tell you, there's some good techniques in this. Just like some of the shots they use, um, I'm looking at it going. That is so clever. Just the way that they've kind of shot that through. I don't know in a specific lens, or just the way that it looks in in and, and shows the the room. I was just, yeah, I'm very much appreciating it. Um, and I'm on, we're on to season um, season three now, which is about, um, it's called, uh, what is it, witchcraft or, or the cult or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about basically about witches. You know, so randomly just talking about Netflix here, yeah, did you see that there's a season three of Too Hot to Handle that just dropped? <laughs> no way! Like I don't, I, 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 I don't know when I'm gonna have the time to watch it because I still haven't watched. Oh, um, we have uh, got to watch that. Yeah, that how, are they gonna, how are they gonna? How are they gonna um, hide it? It's too popular now. They well, like, they'll, they, find, and, they'll find a way in it. They did it for season. They're just two, gonna so. pretend it's it's some other other yeah, TV show again, exactly aren't they? That. The thing is, they're gonna have to mix it up because as soon as they let slip, that it's actually too hot to handle. Then they're gonna they're gonna figure it all out, aren't well, they? Again, so they're gonna still, have to it's still how they play the game in it, and whether they can, even if you know what's happening, it's still that um not what not body control. What's it called? Um, still self control. Yeah, self control. That's it. I resist, <laughs> I resist the urges to smash in it. So control your body. Exactly. So all they'll do is just they'll shove a load of alcohol and um, yeah. outfits, scantily clad outfits. Um, into the equation and like parties and like opportunities for them to you know like get turned on and yeah they're, they're, they're basically the producers will be winning and hardly paying out any money at all <laughs> um, so i will probably have to be getting on that man yeah because i'll, I'll see I, if I find I some time and get watched yeah. i still haven't watched the brazil um, one yeah, have you watched the Brazil ones? No, I, haven't watched you the, I haven't watched the Brazil. No, I think I is it. There's one there's season I haven't one. watched. Yeah, I think it's the Latino. I watched the Brazil and I haven't watched the Latino one, so I still need to watch that. Yeah, yeah. The, the Brazil one was fantastic as well. Exactly. There's so much more promiscuous as well than yeah. the Brazil one. Mm, yep, yeah. loved it. Um, also on Netflix, I watched The Gentleman. Um, did you, any of you guys watch this movie? Yeah, I watched it in cinema. Did you? Um, oh, nice. Um, what was the jump? I think I watched it, but can you recap it for me, please? It's the, it's, not Lionel Richie, um, the Guy Ritchie film, no? Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Wait, was this the one I watched last week? Or yeah, this is the one you watched last week. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, so this is a movie about um, a gangster who um, runs a weed, yeah, basically, weed like he's in charge of yeah. 
Um, and uh, that is played by Matthew McConaughey. Um, and he wants to get out of the game and become gentrified. Um, and so he's looking to sell his business to another gangster guy who deals in, I don't know, of some other stuff, probably like Coke or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it all starts to go wrong um, along the way. And uh, it's just got so many wonderful characters in it. And the whole story is being told, in a sense, by... Um, I keep forgetting the guy's name. Who's who's the actor who, who tells the story, guys? Um, uh, cut off. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant, thanks very much. Thank you, Micah. Um, yeah, so Hugh Grant is kind of telling this, the whole story. Um, but he plays, he's just such a, like, it's such a change from the normal characters that he would play. Like, uh, he, he usually plays quite a posh guy, maybe a bit of a, um, you know, like a, a, a bit of a, um, I don't know, a scallywag or whatever, but, um, you know, like a scoundrel or whatever. But um, in this, he's just, <laughs> he's such a bastard. He's He's trying to, um, blackmail the the first in command of the of um, of the pot sort of like crime lord or whatever pot guy um, into paying him like what was it two million quid or something like that um, mm. or twenty million quid I can't remember but it's basically a a whole load of money or else he'll go and give out all these details to yeah. to, to someone. Uh, anyway, it was initially I was like, "Oh, how's this working?" And I'm, I'm not sure if is it is it just going to be all him telling the story. But I got completely sucked in, and by the end of it, they they, they just had like they had a wonderful little curveball in it um, to do with Russians, and they had just um, some great characters. There was um, is it Colin Firth who was in it, or no, not Colin There's Firth. Who, who's the guy who's the doctor? Oh, um, it is Colin. It is, it is him. Yeah, yeah, it's Colin, Colin Farrell. Farrell. Okay, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. That's it. Yeah, Colin Farrell. He's a box. He's like an Irish boxer who's called um, I can't remember what his name is, but he's basically yeah, he's got a load of lads, and they they go and do like nick a load of weed and do this amazing music video. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, no, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so I give this, a, I think I give this like a three piece. Nice. Definitely go watch it. Um, it's very kind of like, t- it reminded me, totally reminded me of like Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels and, yeah. and Snatch. Um, just in the way that the story was put together and there's a, you, you're wondering where it's going to go and there's a, it jumps, the timeline jumps back and forth and everything. So, um, yeah, very good. What did you guys think of it? Uh, I can't remember what yeah. I gave it at the time, but I remember really enjoying it. Yeah, I think I gave it a three-piece. Um, I really liked the film. I liked the... Um, <clears throat> I like uh, The whole story was fun. It was interesting. And just seeing how um, <clears throat> um, Matthew McConaughey you know, fit into his role in the UK and stuff like that. The dialogue was hilarious um, at times. Um I like the I like the way it just dropped from say gang member to gang member to gang member, member mm. as they were, you know. It's almost, it's almost like, mm. um, 
he had all these other gangs that were sort of vying for control of um, Matthew McConaughey character's um, business. Um, mm. And also the kids who just stumbled upon it because they're stupid kids and then had to sort of repay... Um, so I have to pay back what they the damage they did and all that. So yeah, yeah it was, it was they turned out really to be like a great little kind of like um, gang almost themselves, didn't they? They yeah. were they were quite useful in lots of different scenarios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's really good, really good film. Um, that's why again when we talked when we spoke about it last time I was really shocked because I was thinking to myself I have seen this film before because I, I said I remember the cafe scene with, um, with yeah. the coach in there and the teenagers who just being dumb teenagers thinking that they're invincible and then he just sort of uh, sat them all down um, oh yeah, that was brilliant yeah yeah that was great wasn't it yeah yeah Definitely. he was slapping them around the head wasn't he yep <laughs> yep and he goes, oh, you're the coach, aren't you? He's like, yeah, I'm the coach. The coach. That's it. That's it. That's the his coach. name, the coach. No, yeah. 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 No, so that was good. Um, what else have I seen? Um, oh, yeah, I've got Amazon um, Prime. Um, so um, there's not a lot that I watch on Amazon Prime, but mm-hmm. I am utterly addicted to The Expanse, which is another massive sort of like high sci-fi um series um and it it started off on 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 sci-fi um and then they they dropped it and then jeff bezos decided that he loved it so much that he'd buy the property and and it carried on from season three up to season six Mm -hmm. um season six has now dropped and this is the last season we're going to get apparently which is a fucking shame because i think they could have carried it on much longer um there was some epic moments in it but again it felt like it finished all too all too quickly yeah it didn't have that i think it had like seven episodes in it and and i was like what it's just it's finished now and that's it they could have i reckon they could have done a good 12 episodes with what happened and there was just uh, yeah there was some stuff in it that was just a bit like hold on you didn't really explain this and like any further and this so there's still pending kind of questions um there is suggestion that there might be like a spin-off series but just with totally different characters mm-hmm. um set in the same universe um but yeah um you know i love the series this one ended too abruptly um but if they ever bring more out i'll be jumping on it ferociously because i absolutely love this this is amazing and that's it for now. Nice, nice, nice. Um, now, did any of you watch King of the Hill growing up? No, I've seen it. I don't. Huh. Yeah. I have seen like episodes of it. Yeah, I don't think I ever watched a single episode of King of the Hill. But supposedly they're planning on doing a revival show, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes and how that fits, I guess, in today's generation. Because I'm pretty sure it was a very old show, like a lot of you know, jokes of that type. So we just see how they work. Uh, Amazon Lord of the Rings spin off. They showed like a little, well, I saw the little tease of the, the intro logo where they like said it wasn't CGI and it was like someone used, um, they were using like real molten lot one, well, molten, maybe not molten lava, but they were like, you know, pouring things and creating like intro. Kind of like, you know how Game of Thrones did the whole, um, Westeros thing. 
mm. they were do showing yeah. their version. Uh, was that the only trailer that was shown released? Yeah, that's the only thing they they showed. It was basically it's like a teaser saying it's, it's coming. coming. Like, because and and this is again, this is what I, I remember when the news came out ages ago about um, them Amazon spending two hundred and fifty million yeah. quid or dollars on just the rights to the right to to use like part of the Silmarillion. Which is like the the Bible of the, the like the the book that was written that gave all the background history of mm-hmm. um, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, um, and they apparently just bought the right to just a, a particular part in the timeline, nah. and they spent that much. I mean, it, they must have thought to themselves, "Yeah, we're on a we're on to a winner if we yeah. if we get this." Well, if they get it right, Lord Sorry. of the Rings is like very well known and it can, you know, depend on how they do the story and the action and stuff. Um, They've got a big task, like big shoes to fill though. Because those yeah. Lord of the Rings movies, like The Hobbit, not so much, but like the the actual Lord, like Fellowship of the Ring movies were fucking amazing. They're like masterpieces and, you know, so much money was put into them and so much like attention to detail was put into mm-hmm. them. If they do like anything that's like remotely subpar, people are going to just shit all over this. Yeah. That's the, the risk they face, especially today. It is well, big risk. Yeah. Very wild. Um, did everyone get a chance to see the Bel Air trailer? I did. Yeah. All right. Fine. So I, Ooh. I am willing to give the show a chance because it does look interesting. Like, and I, I, I do love that this was born from, you know, someone out there was just like, I want to create a trailer for like a, a dark drama kind of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and it's now turned into, you know, an actual show. So mm-hmm. it's, again, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to see. How, I will give it like a couple of episodes here and uh, well not here and there like a couple of episodes and then I will definitely be feeding back uh, Maya what do you think of the trailer um the trailer definitely tells you straight away that it's going to be different from um the original series mm-hmm. um one because it's no longer a comedy I mean you kind of find out early on that it's not it's not going to be a comedy yeah um you know, it's it's going to be a proper, it's going to be a serious drama. I think it's what Will Smith said it was going to be anyway. Um, well, no, yeah, remember, just because it, that's what the trailer was. There was a trailer that came out in like 2012, well, maybe not 2012, definitely not that long ago. Maybe, uh, maybe 2017? And it like just literally yeah. went viral and went and blew up, so. Yeah, but he did, but he, he did, uh, that was fan made, wasn't it? Yeah, and this is the this is yeah, the, so he didn't have to he didn't have to follow suit and make it a serious thing. But I like that he did. No, um, the, hold on, hold on. I think you're getting a little bit twisted here. The fan uh-huh. made was a trailer for a reboot of the Fresh Prince as a serious drama. So obviously, yeah. Will Smith and whatever studio has picked it up to make it. So they're making it with that person's um, story and ideology in mind. Yeah, what have I got twisted about it? <laughs> oh no, the way you said it just sounded like they they um 
I don't know. It just sounded weird what you just said, and I was just like, no, okay, it was so, always, so, right, so, it was always so, meant so to be a drama. All right, so to make myself clear, mm. I said that it's good they've picked it up, and it's good they've stuck with he, they've stuck with making it a serious drama. Okay, because they because because they could have said we're going to make it a comedy again, right? So I'm saying it's good. It's, it, they, I'm saying it's good because it's going to give us a different uh, aspect to it. It's going to have a comedy aspect to it. There may be a little bit of comedy in there somewhere, as mm. with normal life. But I like the fact that it's going to be more serious. Okay, yeah. So I'm giving the, the giving the guy his dues, the guy who wrote the um the, this it was a short four minute fan movie or yeah. fan film mm-hmm. in done in 2019 okay, by I've... a guy called morgan cooper close on the okay um yeah so so i think you can check that out <clears throat> yeah, yeah um, on YouTube. No, well, um but, i i yeah that's cool i think it's going to be it's going to be an interesting one um because i thoroughly enjoyed the fresh prince of bel i mean i even watch it now um even though it was a comedy, it had a lot of, um, you know, subtext to it um, about about family, about relationships between parents and and child, um, about upbringing, uh, classism, racism, um, you know, just teenagers growing up and doing their own thing, talking about um, like sex before marriage, for example. And and you know even even giving birth when you're elderly and all that stuff, going people going for menopause, all that stuff. I mean, it had it had a lot of themes in it, mm-hmm. um, um, and even a, a good dynamic was also seeing how Carlton had to act with his in his school because obviously he was the only black kid in his school, it was a very very posh school as well. And you have Will who's grown up in in uh, in the hood, so that that I mean the the dynamics were absolutely amazing. Um, Seeing this into a serious drama now, um, I'm sure we'll see those themes still there. I I don't know how heavy they're going to be on um, different themes, whether it's going to be, um, I guess, an example being that in the first episode or two, or maybe the maybe first couple of episodes of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, he was saying that basically Uncle Phil was Uncle Tom yeah. because he lived in this nice, rich mansion and everything like that. Um, you know, he doesn't know what black, what other black people have been through in Vertcoms to struggle and all that stuff. And then Uncle Phil said, well, you're trying shit because I actually marched with Martin Luther King. The very guy's poster, you're up, you're up there and you want to emulate and stuff like that. I was actually with him going through those marches and stuff like that. So you don't know anything about what you're talking about. Yeah. But I thought that was really powerful. Um, so I'm sure we'll see aspects of that in this series as well. Um, but what I mean by heavy is like, I don't know if they're going to go super heavy as in, <laughs> I do a deep dive a couple of episodes of on you know racism or or what or classism or whatever the case is. Um, I saw a few comments online actually about um, about the way Carlton was and the way um, the Uncle Phil was. Um, I know some people still hung up on the fact that um, James Avery, I believe his name is James Avery, James Avery, um, you know, was a really good Uncle Phil. Um, you know, he was a chubby man as well. So they're saying that they don't like the fact that this Uncle Phil isn't chubby and blah blah. And I'm just thinking, okay, guess okay, guys, just stop and just try and enjoy this for what it is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a, a, a drama series that you know, um, you can see that it's going to be the the, the riches are going to be fairly similar, um, from what I can tell from from um, you know, from trailers that that uh, we saw. Um, where you're going to have Carlton, who's going to be as accommodating as as he initially can be. Towards Will, but I'm sure he will warm up to him. 
you have Uncle Phil, who right at the beginning was <laughs> kept referred to Will as his nephew by marriage because obviously Will doesn't do the things that um, obviously um, um, Uncle Phil approves of. Mm. Uh, the way he speaks, the way he dresses, and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I hope it, I hope it does well. Um, you know, I hope I hope it actually it actually hits with fans, fans like myself, and you know, um, and the like. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Nice, calm. Uh, and all right. So normally this will be one that I'll let Big T take the lead on because I am not the comic book expert. And neither am I very familiar with this uh, comic book character at all. But we got a trailer for Moon Knight. Um, from what I saw, you know, it it did a job that trailer is meant to do. And it it made me want to see more of what they're about to do. Um, yeah. But again, I was bare confused. And <laughs> this last two weeks has been a terrible week for like, deaths both for like celebrities and then obviously like in not maybe not for me immediately but in my personal life you know people have passed away and like literally i want to say it was like a day after the trailer dropped um i haven't got down his name but the actor who plays like an important role in moon Knight, he died in a ski accident Oh, that's right. I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, like head injuries or something like that. Yeah. I I, I have no idea. I just mm-hmm. I didn't read the article. But I was just like, for fuck's sake, man! Like, how how sucky is that? Like, he might have been, you know, someone that might have gone on to like be involved in a season two, or you know, gone on to feature in the movies. Like, I don't know the character he was playing, and and like what how he fits into the MCU, or even how. He fits into Moon Knight, but it's it's a shame, isn't it? Like, you know, hopefully, not in a bad way. Hopefully, he's not a major part, but like, I hope whatever involvement he had, you know, can allow Disney and the studio to kind of, um, you know, do what they want in it. Mm. Yeah, so it's mad, but yeah, yeah. it's R.I.P. And again, I'm, I apologize for not uh, writing down his name. Um, Stevie, what did you think of the trailer? Um, fucking brilliant, yeah. Um, the, uh, intrigued I am. I'm, you know, like it kind of makes me kind of it gives me the feels of um, oh, what was it? Um, the Joker, the Joker movie that came out, a standalone Joker movie. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's. I think it's just the darkness around it, where he doesn't know what's real, and um, just yeah, the, listening to the way he's talking, like, and and I mean, it, it sounded a bit funny, but he also sounded like it, him in the in the what do in the lift with the woman, and he's like, oh, I lost my contact lens or something, and um. And he just sounds so pathetic. Um, but then at the same time, he's got this persona that's like a fucking nutcase, you know, like this, what is it? An Egyptian God or something like that. Isn't that yeah. right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I have a yeah. 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 So, yeah. I mean, it kind of made me feel like it had hints of um, a split in it. 
mm-hmm. you know, like where the different multiple personalities coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And he's got different people living inside him, you know, like, um, but yeah, no, I can't wait to see this. Looks really good. Totally, totally intrigued. And Oscar Isaac is a great actor as well. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> I did see a comparison though, didn't I? Oscar Isaac was, um, played, um, Apocalypse in the, um, in the X-Men movie, didn't he? Oh, did he? Wasn't he? He was, he was Ooh, Apocalypse. Maybe. He was also like an Egyptian god. <laughs> He's doing everything. Yeah, I, think, I think that got slated because his, you hardly saw any of him in yeah, well, that, that movie. That, movie was, like, that, actual, that yeah. was bad though. They just, the way that they saw Apocalypse was not very good at all. Mm-hmm. And yes, you are Yeah, right. so hopefully, hopefully this is a bit better. <laughs> Yes, you're right. He did play uh, Apocalypse in that movie. I forgot that was him. Mad. Yeah. Very wild. Um, but yes, that brings yep. us to an end to another episode. Wait, wait, I didn't. I did get a little. I was going. Oh, bit sorry. My bad. My bad. My bad. Yeah. My bad. Go through. Go um, through. So with with Moon Knight, um, yeah, really, really good trailer. Um, so. Um, the characters of Moon Knight is actually has um, or the person who does become comes to become uh, Moon Knight um, has I believe it's something disassociate personality disorder um, I can't remember the exact name of disorder but um, essentially because he's been living multiple roles so it's um, it's Mark Mark Spector is his name so in a way, similar to how Batman plays different roles, right? Um, so sometimes Batman dresses as uh, as an old. Uh, I think I think it's an old woman, and um, so he disguises as an old woman to um, you know, sort of walk around the streets of of Gotham to sort of catch in, in, intel and stuff like that. Um, and he has other um, um, characters. Guys, that's yeah. Same, yeah, yeah, in that same right. So too does Mark. Uh, Spectre so um, he is so he suffers from that's it, uh, disassociative identity disorder um, and he's got so his personalities include Mark Spectre um, millionaire Steve Grant and even a cab driver named Jake Lockley as well as Moon Knight um, um, I think I've said I think both T and I have said in the past that he is literally the Marvel version of Batman um, okay. you know, usually goes, he's so super rich, super wealthy, goes out at, um, mainly nighttime to deal with, uh, to fight crime and stuff like that. Um, in a trailer, we see someone that he's beaten on the floor, but when you look at the legs of that person, right, they look werewolf, like they look human per se. If it is human, it's a very, very big person, right? Um, so I was thinking that maybe that's another character called, um, werewolf by night who is a Marvel character um, called Jack Russell, and he teams up with um, people like Ghost Rider, Blade, um, Man-Thing, etc., mm-hmm. to fight, sort of like, <laughs> to fight other, other forces, like zombies and things like that, that you, and vampires that you don't usually get from... Um, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Morbius, and Michael Morbius as well, that, you don't usually, that the Avengers and other teams don't usually fight against. Yeah. Um, 
Which is interesting because that means Moonlight may very well tie into the events of Morbius. Um, well, we know we're getting a Blade film as well. Yeah, there was rumours so, that you might get a little tease of Blade in this. So, yeah. It was interesting yeah. to see. Yeah, and because Ghost Rider is also part of the team, um, perhaps we may even see Ghost Rider one of the upcoming um, Doctor Strange films um, in maybe the Multiverse of Madness or something. I'm hoping to anyway. Um just to sort of unify unify the the world but yeah um so far it looks really, really good uh this like the eternals this is a character that's not too well known like you have to actually be a proper comic fan to know of of mark specter of um of moon knight and of his little um all, all the other bits and uh, pieces there um but yeah can't wait to watch it nice sounds good um next week i'm hoping to have dota watch so i'll add that to the list so we can give you guys a review and then yeah. i don't even know what's in the cinema so we'll you know kind of find out close to the time Alrighty then so stevie without further ado say bye to the people goodbye people martin say bye to the people bye everyone catch you next time all right guys thanks for listening bye bye now